You're welcome. Because we're back. Your hot and horny fucking ear holes want to hear our two fat giant heads talk? Well, guess what? Here we fucking are. Welcome to the Mike Busey Show. I am him and he is I. And as always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host and heterosexual life partner, Miguel Colon Jr. What up, guys? I've recently uh, taken into account that there's a thing I have to do on the podcast more. And that's... I kind of use my hands to pull my shirt down some, because every now and then I'll laugh, and my titties will eat my shirt, <laughs> and then for the rest of the podcast, I'm watching the clips, and a portion of my shirt is just sucked into my titties, and it's been driving me nuts, to the point where sometimes I'll put my shirt through my knees here and kind of hold it. We were just <laughs> talking about this before we started uh, rolling. Uh, uh, Chris had put on some little fancy production, so if you're a member of MyBC.com, you can actually watch... And, and and I would I would think if you're really into us, you would want to see our mannerisms or faces. It would be it, I mean it's fifty percent of the experience, not only listening to it but hearing it. And maybe you can't uh, maybe maybe you can't like pay attention and do whatever you're doing, work in whatever. But uh, I was just saying, uh, Chris, you were telling me how Chris like, hey, did you see the podcast? I'm like, I've never I I've said this before, but I've never listened. Or watched any of the podcasts after we record them. Well, I hate listening to myself or watching it, but I have to do it like game tape because I'm like, what was I like this? You know, what, what did I do? What did I do wrong? And I got to look Damn, over. Damn, I'm just letting you get an extra practice in. You're watching game tape, and I'm just like, practice. yeah, whatever. Practice? You, you, I'm a franchise player. We're talking about practice? I'm going to be a franchise player. We were talking about practice? Actually, and, and I'm going to throw this. Not do it anything. That's Allen Iverson reference if you fucking have no idea. Google uh, it. I, that, I'm about to talk about real quick with the Iverson reference for the practice. The more and more I hear about the whole story of that Iverson situation, where the more you find out, you know, he was mourning the death of his homeboy. Uh, was, was he a, really? Yeah, so check this out. So I didn't know that. I, I thought he was know. just being a punk. That's like, what we all thought. No, cool no, no. School. Check it out. Uh, his The trial had just started for the death of his homeboy, and he missed that practice the day, I guess, the trial had just start. And he had mentioned to people that he just wasn't he wasn't going to feel it. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. And it Is was this like ESPN 30 on 30? Yeah, there's a whole documentary about, about There's a whole documentary about I the rise and fall of it. Iverson now. And uh, we got sold the idea that Allen Iverson was being a prima donna diva. And the truth was, his homeboy, the trial for his homeboy's murder had just started. And he had been on record telling people that he wasn't the same, that something was wrong with him. He was feeling wrong. Hey, listen, Coach, I'm going to be uh, out a few game uh, practices I got. Oh, Antoine caught caught him some bullets over well, there at the East Side. It was like his best friend, and, and and we get and so the more I know about it now, when I watch that whole thing, Chris, have you ever seen that before? Iverson practice. He's at a, he's at a post game. These youngers don't know about these old school OG fucking NBA players. It was great. He's at a post game interview, and they're asking him, "You missed a lot of practice. We've heard we heard you've been missing practice." And Iverson goes on this rant: "Has we're not talking about." game here we're talking about practice you know i'm a franchise player and we're not talking about the game that i put my heart and soul out for we're talking about practice practice we're talking about practice yeah and so now that i'm a franchise player and now that i i know about it man it really changes my opinion on that whole situation and i started thinking about that like how many times has later on information come out to you that that you like god damn i thought this person was a piece of shit that's what now i found out we're leaving orlando yeah i didn't realize that orlando sentinel uh fucking Throughout the whole propaganda, like, oh, Shaq wants this. <laughs> Fucking fuck him. And then, you know, he was he loved entertainment. He wanted to go to L.A. And 
they offered him exactly what he wanted and more, and he was gone. So, like, in, in reality, it was it was probably one of the first times in the NBA that, that I recall as, as growing up as a kid that a player was like, well, I'm worth this much, even though I've given you all my, you know, a few rookie yeah. seasons. And they were like, oh, well, whatever. And they, then someone else said, all right, we'll take them. Yeah. And then, then that's what Orlando Magic do. They just shit away all these fucking great players and fucking anyways. I, 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 uh, I think it's funny how we feel these players owe us to stay in this city. It is a real arrogant thing it, it when is. you think about it. It is because it's like, you know, if, if somebody hit you up, and it's different for you because you built this Sausage Castle empire and you want this place. But let's say pre-Sausage Castle 8. If somebody was like, hey, Mike, you want to leave Orlando and start a Sauce Castle in L.A.? I'll pay you more, give you more, and give you the ability to do what you want to do. I think that's how St. Cloud feels about me sometimes. But I'm like, I'm like, I'm all I, all I do is hear that fucking Mike Jones back then, they want me now, I'm hot. All the me, player. Fuck all these hoes. When they seen I fucking moving this big-ass house and they saw a motherfucker, you know, could pay... Buy a couple Olive Garden dates. They were like, "Oh, what's up?" Man? Hey, you know what's Fuck so you, funny? Bitch. Hey, I I was I was trying to, and I never got to finish it. But there was a time when I was keeping a tab of how many times you mentioned Olive Garden because I was gonna be like, "Hey, bro, I'm gonna go over there." And there's 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 the Shawshank Redemption like scratches in the desk under your seat. There's a fucking tally. They were, they were not, when I'm editing clips, I was like Olive Garden again, and it's funny because you you I cut was the ch- check Olive Garden. I was listening to an old podcast of ours. You're talking something. So super serious and uh and just you know like i'm looking at your mannerisms you have your hands your head down and your hands kind of and i can tell the story that you're telling is is invoking memories because uh something about you that i've noticed in the time is when you do get emotional about something your body shows the emotions you oh know? yeah i got and, and for so sure. i'm watching you and I i'm pinch like my nipples and shit I'm the like, pinch of the nipples is just for anything that's happy that's joy that's like a dog's tail wagging i just you got big ass fucking fat moon pie nipples <laughs> i don't want to look like a fucking giant ass fucking aerial fucking snow cones peeping through my shirt player <laughs> well you're talking in this story from a previous podcast and you have your head kind of down and you're really choosing your words and i can tell this is something you want to make sure you say right because and, because we're recording this right and in a way i feel like we're archiving our lives and our emotions it's like a diary a time capsule it is you know well, may, maybe one day aliens or whatever the fuck can scan through every single podcast every song that ever recorded and maybe they'll find the the download package in their circuitry that emotions this fat retard had emotions well if they do they'll notice in this heartwarming story that you're telling with your head down your hands together oh i like you, how you went back to that that was good that was good you bring up you bring up you're like and it's you know i didn't have everything you know i have now i mean i couldn't just go to olive garden and i was like what the is it all in all hey, that's, hey, don't, hey, don't be fucking blaspheming my fucking heartfelt emotions. I'm going to find out. We have a secret sponsorship with Olive Garden. <laughs> Bro, back in the, uh, when we had all these motherfuckers living here and they were just using and abusing my ass and shit, I, I would like, you know, I'd get good in good mood. So every, now, every now and then, nothing would get eaten or stolen or broke or I wouldn't hear no shit talking and I'd get caught on my happy feels, you know. I'm like, hey, it's Sunday. Y'all motherfuckers move off. <laughs> it's all me. Because for a day, would be like, no, no. I was like, it's on me. And they were like, oh, shit. All right, well, I can be ready in five minutes. And then there would be the motherfuckers that were already in the car waiting, and you knew damn good and well that they ain't took a shower in a week, and you know that Devin don't got no goddamn money because they're all fucking spending it on weed and fucking cigarettes. And, you know, I'm just like, oh, so I guess I'll be buying this one tonight. I, and I, it was Olive Garden. 
I remember one time, I forgot where we were all going to eat after members weekend. Because sometimes, guys, after members weekends, there's this exhaustion on Mondays. Like, nobody works on Mondays. And though everybody can go home, sometimes people don't just because everybody's exhausted. It's like, I don't even want, if you don't live here, like, I don't even want to drive home. Uh, there's lots of times where I'll hang out with Mike until the evening here on Monday after a members weekend. We're not doing anything. We're cleaning a little, but it's just, I, I'm exhausted. But it was one members weekend. We were all going to go out to eat. And you were like, oh, anywhere, anybody, everybody wants to go anywhere. And Rowdy and Courtney knew this place because Rowdy and Courtney always want to go to some Claremont place. And they knew some place in Claremont. And you were like, yeah, we do that. We go to Olive Garden. And they were like, oh, no, no, let's go to that place and you were like yeah whatever yeah if, they, if we want to go there if everybody wants to go to Olive Garden wherever we want to go and do you remember that's where, you, where we missed the exit and you're like oh, I guess we'll go to Olive Garden <laughs> I do not recall that your honor <laughs> it's like I guess we'll go to Olive Garden <laughs> Nick who the fucking hate how do you hate Olive Garden someone went to Olive Garden last night actually uh, this morning when I was cleaning the kitchen uh, doing motherfucking dishes that I did not fucking create I seen a bag of fucking Olive Garden breadsticks and I looked in there and I was like, "Hello, Miles." <laughs> I'm not trying to eat bread, and you know, trying to trying to you know lose at least that good Halloween five the, pounds. The you know, best, trim down a little bit. The best quote from you today was, "How have I been working outside for these past two weeks, and I'm still fat?" <laughs> Bro, I just feel I have literally. I'm the, to be honest, and I don't want to disappoint any of you, but uh, I'm exhausted because the last like two weeks, my body, I feel like I'm over the curve of like. I'm not, I get up, I'm getting up super early, like 8.39, which is super early for me. And then I'm up and going and I'm fucking outside. I've already, I take two showers a day sometimes before I go to bed. And literally I take off all my clothes. I can wring out the sweat shirt. It looks like I jumped in a pool and I'm fucking going ape shit. I got, I got third degree burns and shit on my fucking fingers from playing Spider, Spider-Man fucking jizz shit with hot glue guns that had, uh, a fucking air compressor connected it. Thank you to Jordan Sky and all the fucking amazing Halloween costumes and uh, not costumes, but uh, props and fucking animatronics and and uh, yeah, she she sent to this spider gun and what was I talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I lost everything in that. All I've been thinking about is this, and I want to go on record. Uh, I'm exhausted. It's, here, here, here's it's ten days to Halloween, Miguel. Are you ready? Yeah. Well, here's all I've been thinking about. Chris cuts away every time we drink, and I just had a Coke and a Diet Coke, and I'm like, "Come on, guys, don't judge me." <laughs> I'm like, I just, I'm "What is that? What is that?" Just Chris just grabbed the, the first two Cokes he could find. Yeah, and I was super cotton mouth. Not from maybe he was being considerate. He was super being considerate. Maybe just, he wants to be wild, or does he want to? Does he want to be? But conservative? I'm like, I, I'm like, man, I opened up the Coke, and I had like a sip of the Coke, and then I was like, no, I really want the Diet Coke, and now I'm like. Are they going to be watching this like, is this fucker going back and forth between a Coke and Diet Coke? And I think that's what people miss out when, when if they're not a member and they're not watching the video of it. They're, they are missing out on like certain My Coke, things. My Diet Coke switch up. I was like, no, because Chris put me both. I was like, no, I want the Diet Coke. And now I'm like, but I started with the Coke and... I feel like the audience now, and then I'm, I'm pulling my shirt down so my titties aren't sucking it. Hey, you, you got me staring at the monitor. I'm over here like, damn, like what? There's a lot going on, Chris. Man, you got me fucking. You I'm got over me like, subconscious. I'm like, is Corn Man in the same spot as he was in the last episode? I, I can't tell. He looks a little sideways. Here's one of the biggest things that, that that it sucks about being fat, you know. Except you know the part about dying early. All of it. Yeah, all that man, nah, whatever. Uh, like me and Mike talk about it. Uh, we're probably losing years on our lives. We're probably our dicks would work so much better if we were fat. All of that is a side note. We can't just buy off the rack costumes. Yeah. That's I, our worst thing, man. Someone's like, yo, let's go to the mall. I'm like, cool, what, what am I going to buy? Because it yeah. ain't going to be fucking clothes. And he can't even fit in hats. That's the worst part with Mike. He can't even fit in hats. That's so... Hey, you just triggered a, a fucking <laughs> a memory. 
I remember being in uh, Corpus Christi, Texas, and uh, we were going to the beach, and my mom got, like, she had this, like, old, I think it was, like, an old fucking Datsun hatchback, and we were on the beach. You could drive on the beach there, and she got stuck. And uh, I remember we went into this, like, gas station, and there was all these, like, cool hats of, like, and it, there was one that was red. I don't remember what the fuck was on front of it, but I remember, like, I was like, oh, I want this hat. You know, like, gas stations are cool when you're young. You're, like, yeah. especially a boy, you're like, oh, shit, candy, soda, fucking. Yeah, like, little- what's in that fucking, that black bag behind the counter, my friend? I need it inside yeah. of me. And, and a hat. I put on this fucking hat. And I remember my dad, like, laughing. He was like, oh, damn, boy, you got a big-ass melon boy. That, that big old head. You can't fit shit on that head. <laughs> and I was stretching it out. <laughs> I, none of my hats, like, when I wear a hat, you can, if it's a snapback, you can, you can assure that they ain't snapped together. <laughs> I guarantee that. My fucking big-ass head. And, and, yeah, it's like all the things that are negative about being fat, we just, like, get sad sometimes because I think, like, at least I speak for myself yeah. here. I was like when I was much slimmer. I was wearing some fancy ass shit. I was I was styling and profiling, baby. And now I'm like, yo, fucking whatever. Can you get the Hawaiian shirt and a six X? And fuck, I mean, I'm not a six X. So if you're gonna send me a Hawaiian shirt, sometimes I'm a three, sometimes I'm a four, sometimes I'm a fucking eight. It depends on where the fuck it's made and how it stretches. And anyways, you know what I was thinking uh, when I got up here uh, when we come in here to the room, I kind of feel like Piper's Dookies. Are like Groundhog's Day, because I feel like if I come in here and I don't see it, we're gonna have a good podcast. <laughs> and then if I come in and I see it, it's gonna be like amp. Yeah. Because I don't know if y'all know, uh, listeners, me and Miguel, or if I, I can speak for myself once again. Yeah, I'm very judgmental and and how we did and, and and the flow of it. And I know by now, if you've been listening uh, all to all the episodes or even like a quarter of them. I feel that you don't give a fuck what we're doing. And I'm sure that there's episodes that are better. But um, sometimes, like, it, it'll fuck me up the rest of the night if I feel like it was lackluster. Because I'm such an emotional homo. I'm just like, did we get it all? Or did I get into what it? What do you think's the strongest emotion that controls you? Like, which emotion is, 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 is like, the, the, the strongest that, that, that'll steer you in a certain direction? I find I find with me sometimes when it comes to like the emotion that steers me the most, and I don't know if this is actually like I don't know if it's categorized exactly as an emotion, but uh, if you really want to get under my skin, uh, make me feel like you think I'm a joke, like I don't fucking like I'll do whatever the fuck I want and you can't stop me. And that yeah, has been like relationship wise, that has been the one that's got me. And that's the one that's my Marty McFly, you're a yellow, you're a chicken, you know? You yellow, yeah. Chicken. When 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 it's like I find out somebody's been cheating on me and they don't even give a fuck. I find out that somebody's been shitting uh, on me and they don't give a fuck. Like, and that's what triggers me to want to to, to fucking you know, to use all my resources to destroy, you know? I've talked about this before. I used to be very, very violent as a child and a young man, and nothing would fucking trigger me more than when someone, like, cussed at me. Like, fuck you. Or, like, bitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I would turn into a Incredible Hulk. I was like, what did you say? Motherfucker, I'm going to kill you. Your hat would go 30 sizes bigger. My head fucking just starts breaking out. That's what happened to you, Mike. You never never unhulked. You halfway hulked. Yeah, my head's head's still in hulk mode. Big ass Were you a C-section? No, my mom. That shit stretch, boy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
It was like uh, 72 your hours. Got, your mama got that elastic pussy, boy. I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen, but I got like scars, like indentions yeah. on the side of my head. When I when I used to shave my head, uh, it, I didn't shave it skin bald. But, but it you was, could see? You could see that I hear this, I hear this all the time. My my dad will say, like, and he'll say it every time I see him. Like, I don't want to see him all the time. He's like, boy, I remember your goddamn mama was pushing your big old head out, boy. He had that fucking foot up on the fucking table. He had the forceps. You look like a big ass fucking crouton come on Saturday, had them tongs out, fucking ripping you out your mama. He's getting insulted and caging. You know? yeah. Oh, boy, that head of yours. Woohoo! It's like 18 crawfish trying to come out of one twap. And I was like, damn, that's why I'm fucking retarded. Doctor's medical malpractice. I need fucking, where the fuck is Morgan and Morgan fucking, where's my, where's my fucking lawsuit money at, man? I must fucking come out retarded. How long, so your mom was in labor with you for 72 hours? Yeah. Oh. And, and, uh. I, Fuck, I know that's my three mom. Days. Listen, my mom. I know my mom dropped me. She got drunk one time and told me. <laughs> she uh, got drunk one time and told you. She got drunk one time and dropped you. <laughs> probably both. I, I, all, right after she dropped you. Hey, baby, I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, my, my my mom. Every photo I see of her, like back back in the day. She was partying. How hard did she you look like party? one of them fucking like scallies that comes leaves here like f- eight in the morning like eyeshadow everywhere. Who here would have fucking uh, uh like a like a fucking Circle K cup, styrofoam, <laughs> a big old straw, and you know it's fucking fucking just liquor up. It's melting because the styrofoam yeah. can't handle liquor. Who here out of all the guys who work here, out of me, Chris, Steven, Rowdy, Aaron, who here would have been trying to holler at your mama back in the day? All of y'all, mama. all of us, man. All of y'all, like, cause I seen some, I, I seen some photos of my mom when she was younger, and when I was, you know, coming into my own manhood of puberty and discovering, mm, and discovering rush life. Rush this story, rush this story. I was like, damn, I got some big old fun bags on me now. <laughs> okay, okay. You my mom got creep. a pretty face and shit, you know. You creep. Me, uh, me and uh, inmate Art, we used to, uh, we used to catch catch her and uh james <laughs> old redneck james oh shit there's a, actually i got a james story though and it's not even funny but i'll just tell it whatever uh so my redneck no, stepdad, what were you about to say about this story with inmate art oh we were just watching my parents fucking and shit <laughs> like we Don't would hear you breathe, how, yo you were gonna breeze through that to tell us hey, a non-interesting story have you ever lived james? in a trailer miguel you know how fucking thin those walls are Did, would you, you can't would you, be knocking the dust off that what, ass yo, and the whole fucking trailer's rocket yo could james lay the fuck down he was he was like one of those strong, elastic rednecks, <laughs> little short muskrat motherfucker. Who and do you think he, he, if you cut him open, it, you would hit a honeycomb and fucking Mountain Dew would come pouring out of him. Who do you think laid the fuck down the best on your mom out of your potential daddies? Out of the dudes who would come by and try to Well, hey, I seen I seen the man I call my father, even though he's not my biological father. He got a big ass hog, which was extremely disappointing as I grew up and found out he wasn't my real dad. And I looked down at my dick and screamed, no. <laughs> However, I never I don't think I ever saw James's dick. Uh, Did but, you ever hear other dudes busting your mom's guts open when she was like dating dudes? There was a couple times where I'm like, all right, motherfucker, I got these basketball cards. I'm just going to pretend I ain't hearing this. I'm going to go to my room and turn the music up. While I was in Charleston this uh, past weekend, uh, my homeboy's mom that I've known forever that was like that lady that helped help raise you, something like that, she was drunk and she was talking with us about one of her old boyfriends, and I've never heard her loose or anything, and she was like, that man could eat pussy. And I was just like, <laughs> like the shivers came down for me because there's some people you don't want to believe have sex. And I know that sounds dumb, 
But there's just people you don't want. You you never want to just be sitting. And I know you've gone through enough with your parents, but me and Chris never want to sit there and hear like like your mom just be like, "That man's dick was beautiful." You're like, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I don't want to fuck with that. But as I got more like dark and twisted, and it is not giving a fuck. I would like slowly push the boundaries with like conversations. I'd be like, Mom, it's cool. I know you were partying shit, doing all kinds of shit. And I could tell she kind of would just like be quiet and kind of look at me like, <laughs> but then as she gets older, she like every now, like once a month, I'll get like a text like, Mike, why are you posting these things about us? Why are you telling everyone about this and that? That's our business. I'm like, mom, I don't give a fuck. It's cool. Like, it was horrible at the time. I remember being feeling different. Like, all right, I'm just like this poor white trash kid. You didn't know. You didn't know what the words were. You just. You just now. Now you discovered what that is. When do you think you realized that you were what people called white trash? Oh, there was one time when Ricky N's parents <laughs> said I couldn't stay the night because that my kind wasn't welcomed and that we were just like trash and we lived on the wrong side of the neighborhood. How can you say that to a fucking kid? Bro, it was you know right saying, in front man? of me. How can you fucking... Like, right gonna, in front of me. I'm going to tell you this. My mom was on the opposite end. I had some friends that were just growing up around horrible people. And my mom was the one who was like, have them stay here. Come here. I remember I had a buddy, Tony, and Tony's parents were... Uh, they were those kind of drunks that would steal his shit and sell his shit. And so my mom bought Tony some clothes. And it was it was like Walmart clothes, man, you know, which kind of embarrassed me, which is dumb. But I was like, oh my God, you're gonna buy him Walmart clothes. But she bought him like a jacket and stuff so that when he walked over to my house to pick me up from school, because we'd walk together, he would then pick up his jacket. And then my mom would sometimes wash his stuff because Tony's parents were just drunk. They weren't stealing his clothes, but they weren't doing it. They weren't washing it. And then uh, it was so funny because this show, The Wire, came out, and there was this kid, Dookie, and his parents were Oh, drunk. Dookie. Yeah, his parents were drunks and drug addicts, and they would steal his clothes, and there was a teacher washing it. And I was like, oh, my God. Everybody was like, oh, that's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. I was like, that's what my mom did. Like, my mom did that. She Or she would sometimes send kids that I knew home with some groceries that we had, and sometimes I'd be fucked because I was like, you sent that motherfucker home with the Captain Crunch? That's our Captain Crunch woman. Son of a bitch. But my mom was like, my mom would my mom was never like, yo, you, that person can't come here because their family is bad. She might tell me you can't go there. There was a lot of people that, yo, I had my, my buddy Willie and them, his parents just smoked in the house. And I came home reeking of cigarettes, and my mom thought we were smoking, and she was like, You're smoking, I can tell you're smoking. And I was like, No, it's no, it's in my fucking book bag. It's everywhere, you know? And uh she was like, Hey, you can't spend the night there anymore because you come home selling like smoke. And I remember being, like, so embarrassed of telling my boy, like, why I couldn't spend the night there anymore, you know? Like, because as a kid, you just, you, 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 you want to be able to do all this stuff, and you don't get why your parents are telling you no on something. But to tell a kid that they're from the wrong side of tracks, and that they're a shitty family, and that's why their kid's not allowed to come there, that's just... And I didn't, I didn't really think of that. I didn't, I didn't really know, and I remember... Being in like their living room when when it was like when it was said, and I was like, oh shit, like damn, this motherfucker just punked me, and I, I just remember being like, this motherfucking bitch, and it was I remember it was his mom and his dad. I remember his dad was even more adamant about it, and uh, I'm in a, a Facebook uh, group called I Grew Up in Sky Lake South, and I I randomly I think my sister stumbled across or someone did on a uh, Facebook. And I went in there, and I was like, damn, this is crazy. 
And I feel like there was like four different like generations of people that were in this this neighborhood. This is actually right there off Orange Blossom Trail. It was one of the first places I moved and lived to uh, lived at uh, when I came to uh, Florida from Texas as a kid. I remember finding out that my buddy Jay lived in the same neighborhood as you, and because uh, uh, when you came to the Improv, I forget the name of the guy who came is Jose or, or Carlos or something like that was a homeboy of yours. Yeah, and he was like, "That's Andy." Oh, Andy! And my buddy Jay so was like, I "No, was, that's Mike." <laughs> I was. I'm reading this uh, message because when I was talking about old Ricky ends. So I, after I was kind of in this group, I went in there and tried to find all the photos I had from when I lived there, and I posted it. And I said, hey, y'all knew me as Andy. I lived on 11122 Heathcliff Street, da da da, da. And uh, it was this tiny little fucking, like, I, I don't know what it was, like a like a townhouse. It was like a one-story townhouse. Were they, like, connected together? Yeah, so they, they had, like, a, a concrete block wall, yeah. but then it was, like, every fucking 12 feet, it was a whole other thing. And uh, I remember... Meeting, member posted in this group just a couple of years ago, and uh, I posted all these photos and told them, duh, 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 "Y'all remember the lake and the forest and duh, duh, all this other shit." And it's basically you're like searching for like a connection or memory yeah. and seeing if there's anyone you're like staring at them and shit. Like none of the girls look the same; they all got different last names and shit. You're like, I don't fucking know. That could be her. Or I don't know. And then sometimes they're like, "Hey, has anyone ever fucking found?" Duh, duh, duh. Yeah. And there was a couple of people I wanted to know. And uh, some guy, he obviously wasn't Ricky. His name was Richard Enns. And he goes, holy shit, I remember you, man. And I was like, oh, my God. Yo, yo, what up, man? You're the dude with the nice mongoose fucking BMX bikes and all those trophies. Remember that? I don't know why I said this. And, and this is on a thread that a bunch of people see. I was like, remember that time I was at your house and your parents said I was too fucking shitty and trashy? <laughs> Uh, white trash uh, come stay the night at your house and then and then he dm'd me and he was like hey bro my parents never said that da, da, da. and i'm just like and i just looked. was that him though so that was him you were talking yeah to? and i and he he wrote me back yeah. and he tried to call me uh and he goes i remember uh going fishing with you and your daddy y'all would eat smoked oysters in a can with hot sauce i also remember the chinese sharp pay y'all had my mom never said we couldn't hang out because of money. Shit, we never had money. I always wonder where you went. I looked up your old name, Andy, from time to time. And I'm like, and I wanted to be like rude, like, the fuck you didn't? I'm talking about this shit 35 years later on a fucking podcast, motherfucker. I remember I could go find the exact square foot tile I was standing on in your fucking couch. I had floral shit. Certain things I can remember to the grave. And then there's certain shit that I don't remember from fucking five seconds ago. What do you think's the pettiest thing you remember? Oh, listen, man. Come on, like, g- g- give it to, so give it to the audience. There's a how give much it, time give, we got? No, all, all night, but give us an all star. Give us one that you're like, yeah. Even you know to this day it's petty, but you won't let it go. That, well, I, I think I talked about before when um, I was working at Dixie Stampede, uh, Dolly Parton's Dixie Stampede uh, dinner theater show. Yeah, and I remember. This one bitch, she was hot. She could get it. And I could tell she wanted to fuck, but she was like, kind of like rude to me all the time. And I was like, well, whatever, bitch. And then she had a boyfriend. And then she would try to like give me fuck scheduling and like shitty scheduling all the time. And I was like, damn, this bitch is fucking trying me. So I was like, ah, whatever. So I just kind of left it alone. And then one day, this bitch fired me because I threw away the biscuits on the tray after I just fucking fed like 90 motherfuckers. Because, yeah. White Lightning was still in play, player. I would do three rows of 30, and I was like down the line, pa, pa, pa. 
pa, throwing fucking Cornish hens, potatoes, and I was looking to see who the rich guy was the that I thought was going to tip the, the most. you take Here pride you go, in player. blow my mind. <laughs> Bro, because I would be like, oh, okay. This guy looking dressed up. I'm he, the fastest person here at this dinner theater. Yeah, that shit. Was, yeah, you had to fucking march and shit. You had to be. <laughs> you had certain cues. Well, this bitch would give me the furthest rows from the kitchen every fucking time. And I, I remember one time be like, "Damn, did you get raped by someone who looked exactly like me? What the fuck is your attitude problem? Like, goddamn, bitch, what the fuck?" And and then she would like, I could tell she wanted to have like violent like hate sex with me. <laughs> I could feel it. Because there were times where, like, we would all go out or something, like, at an ale house, and everyone was, like, drinking, and she got real nice all of a sudden, and I was, like, and then I could tell her her boyfriend was, like, hating me, because they knew, like, that's the guy that has the sausage castle, like, all these crazy parties, and I would never invite them, because I wasn't, like, I never really tried to hang out with people at work, because a lot yeah. of people I worked with were fucking weird, and I was, like, nah, dog, I'm good. <laughs> and most like people the were owner, snitches. The owner of the sausage castle, I'm like, these people are weird. Well, because... <laughs> Because they would, I'm like, snitch on you're you. You're like, I'm throwing shit at people and lighting them on fire while they fuck, but I can't trust Wendy. <laughs> yeah, no, because, like, you know when you work in a corporate situation, these motherfuckers are all snitching each other out, and you don't want them to get too close to you. Like, yeah. I would lie to them, like, oh, what are you doing? I was like, oh, just going home, going to sleep. Eating and I was going oysters. back. Yeah, going back and fucking having consensual sex with multiple women from different continents. Every time you say consensual, it always makes it feel not. <laughs> well, I always thought it was the other way around. Like, I felt like, like no, no, this is like me declaring it's like, like don't worry. I do legitimate business. Mm. Don't now, worry, now it's now consensual. I now I don't feel it's legitimate. Anytime somebody says this is a 100% legit business, I'm like, okay, <laughs> it is not. <laughs> well, maybe I'll have to fucking reconsider my vocabulary telling uh, these consensual stories. <laughs> However, one of these petty moments. Good job, bro. You like hey. that? You like that? Hell yeah. I uh I remember like I was starting to you know I was getting my fucking uh getting a little rock star le- leveling up a little bit and uh where they made you a colonel at the Dixie Stampede <laughs> no I, I I was working for a uh, real rock uh Clear Channel oh, you get to work I, the Gatlin gun <laughs> I, I was uh you know doing you know some big time radio shit I mean now I don't give a fuck about it but. Back then, I was like, it was Damn, dope. It, 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 I'm I was, on the fucking radio. Yeah. Suck my dick, bitch. And I remember getting fucking fired for throwing bit. I'm like, bitch, this is the last show of the night. And I didn't even argue. I was like, are you serious? That's, is that how you end it right here? I was like, you're firing me because I didn't. I got tired of running all the way biscuits. back. Biscuits? We're talking about biscuits? Yeah, exactly, bitch. I'm a <laughs> franchise player. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I got you. I mean, the last row. I'm still serving more fucking people. Even some of the people that that I also didn't like. Uh, there were people like, damn. So why didn't she? There was this gay dude who was like, he's like, man, why does she always give you the worst rows? And damn, you're doing three rows. Everyone else got one. You got three, and you're the first from the kitchen. I was like, yeah, you're telling me, bro. You're telling me. And I was like. And I hope none of these motherfuckers want Diet Coke. You know how many times I forced regular Coke onto some bitch to ask for diet? Because you had to get a whole new pitcher, go all the way back to the kitchen. Serving a sea, like rows of people, normally got one row. And you just pray to God that someone wasn't going to be a fucking cheap bastard in there. You prayed that like somebody was going to bless you. And every now I look up and down the row, I'm like, that's my guy right there. I got this guy, I got that guy. I liked couples. Because the, the the man wanted to show out, I liked 
families that look nice. When we took uh, when we took everybody for Rowdy's birthday to Medieval Times, and I remember it was me, and I took that girl Rosie out with us, and I remember me and her were sitting there, and I go, "I'm uh, I'm taking care of, of the bill here." That was Mike who was paying it, but I I, I was taking care of the boom. Yeah, so hey, raining hey, Cornish hey, hands bro, on you, bro. The girl the girl who's serving us comes by, and she goes, "I hope you don't think I'm flirting with your man, but he gets an extra potato." Uh huh. Like, she know the like, game, and I was like, I was looking at Rosie, I was like, "You see how you see how I roll around here, people." Hey. Respect for me, yo. Listen, it's gonna be the time that I'm gonna fucking call upon you for some favors. Hey, I'm gonna need a couple of those Cornish ins, bitch. They asked, Skippy. they asked, they asked everybody if they wanted super salad, and the girl was like, "Y'all just want both." And I was like, "See around here, my fucking name rings out." Okay, she's, she's breaking out fucking flaming yawns out of her pocket. <laughs> hey, I made this in the back. This is for you. My chicken gets stuffed with a steak. See, you, you know, bro. Listen, if somebody looked like, even if you're at McDonald's in the drive, you like, they're like. Oh hey, uh, I accidentally put a large fry in there. I know you didn't order it, but whatever. I get. I love. I love uh, when when everybody else is square. So you get the you're not square hookup. Like you're waiting there in line. There's a bunch of square ass people. Like excuse me, excuse me. I ordered diet coke. You gave me regular. And somebody's like, hey buddy, I ordered onion rings instead of fries. And then by the time you come up there, like I gave you some extra onion rings and here's a free soda. And thanks for and not like, shitting on yeah. my day. I'm Peace like, out, player. Fuck them people. Yeah, exactly. But hey, pettiest, pettiest moment. Also, so, guys, real quick, when you when you watch this on Instagram, you put clips together and you see me go, Mike, what was the pettiest moment you ever had at work? And then uh, it, cuts, 20 minutes it later. cuts to the clip answer and he's like, blah, blah, blah. Understand that I had to listen back to all this shit to try, oh, to, try to make a clip coherent. Every time, like, hey, Mike, every time I show you a clip that we did, inside of me, I'm secretly like, he has no clue that I just chopped down 13 minutes for an answer to get him to say, Mike, what was your favorite Halloween costume? <laughs> the time I went as the Hamburglar. When really that story is, what was your favorite Halloween costume? Well, I remember one time watching Marcus Lemonis on TV and blah, 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 Damn, you remember his name? Oh, man. That's, <laughs> I caught you uh, pre uh, creeping on he, some of that Oak Island before we Mar went in here. Marcus Lemonis got a new show coming out too, dog. I know. It, it, it aired tonight. Oh, shit. What are we doing? What are we doing? Hey, turn on your DVRs. Pettiest moment. Man, so after this crazy ass bitch fired me for throwing biscuits away that no one was gonna fucking eat, I was like, "All right, whatever." So I was like, "Bitch, I don't need this. I, I got fucking, I got big shit. I got big shit. I got fish, bigger fish to fry." And she was like, "Yeah, <laughs> okay, see you later." And I'm like, "Bitch, fuck you. Like, this ain't fuck this shit." And I, I, I was like, and I remember like them kind of watching me, seeing if I'm gonna go back to the locker room and change out my uniform. I stole that wait, shit. Wait, wait, wait! You ain't the locker room. You going back? Yeah, like bro. There's a locker room. You got a grown ass men and women, uh, and a lot of gay dudes because we're, you know, it's Disney, yeah. it's theatrical shit, you know. And I'm in there fucking, and I would always get butt ass naked and make <laughs> all the gay dudes feel hella uncomfortable. They knew I was straight as fuck, but they're like. <sighs> Is that necessary? Oh my god, he's got three assholes. What we could do to him? Yeah, they were like, I, I remember hearing, I remember hearing a couple lockers slam extra hard. Like, is that even necessary? I'm like, oh, y'all don't want dick now. Oh, you don't want this dick? Come get this dick, player. I love that y'all have a locker room because I can imagine her be like, hey, Michael, do me a favor, man, come on in the locker room real quick, and you just sit there. She's like, Michael. Hell of a thing you do out there, son. Hell of a thing. Just got to be real with you. Got a call from the Bain office. <laughs> You's going out to Kansas City, son. Nothing I can do. Best of luck to you. Go see Shorty. He'll set you up with everything you need I to know. I didn't eat biscuits for like two years after that. I was, I was, I had a fucking, I'm feeling some type of way. But the one thing that made it all come full circle was, as your boy was saying, your boy was doing it. 
and I was doing that big time radio shit. And there's one part in the show that, you, like every every part of the show, you got to meet cues, like yeah. the intro. And there's this this dude, this Australian dude riding this like crazy stallion horse that he told us all the time he had to jack off and calm it down so we wouldn't fucking go ape shit crazy like real TV episodes are trampling the motherfuckers with the crowd. Oh, there's a fucking horse. He's like, I don't fucking jack off that horse twice this day. He was fucking extra rowdy. Somebody's gonna somebody listen to this is like, you never you don't have to jack off horses. <laughs> no, hey, hey, Google that shit. Uh, motherfuckers <laughs> Do wild not Google ass. jacking off horses if you're at work right now. I lost my goddamn job, Michael, because I Googled jacking off horses. And I was like, so did I for throwing biscuits away, player. <laughs> Children's hospital. But fast forward as we're meeting these. This is a fast forward. All right, a little slow Time forward. Time leap. So uh, we had to be at certain cues. We had to grab our rifles and shit and get in uh, cadence. Like, and luckily I had all those years of ROTC Rangers. So you know, color guard game was on point. You know, I knew that seventeen you, you count manual the, you with that, that rifle shit. flipping it you around. You took that shit so serious, didn't you? Yeah, because I was like, damn. I was like, shout out to Dolly Parton. She's you, a real one. Dolly Parton got the servers marching in the show. Meanwhile, I got to hustle back and get the biscuits, the potatoes, all this bullshit. And then I'm waiting for the Falcon to come to fly through the crowd. And, and every time I'm hoping it shits on somebody. And then there's an ostrich race. They got kids jumping on ostriches and shit. That motherfucker got How me this one time. have anything to do with the Civil War? <laughs> like, hey, there's ostrich races. Why? We don't want them to think about the racism. We just, we just <laughs> get on the goddamn ostrich. I hate when kids go, so why are you in that South uniform? <laughs> and there's a one part where they... They riding down there like with, he's got two horses and he's got a leg on one side and he's like yeah like riding around in circles and shit. He had to jack them both off at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> we had to fucking uh, he's like, be in the kitchen and lined up for I think what it was. It why did you take this job? So we we're lined up in the kitchen right normally. Well, I'm fired. And as you're lined up with your trays and you're fighting over tongs and shit, and everyone's like stressed up and you're like trying to wipe your shit off. And it was like, you know, it was, I was like, damn, they got all of us fucking fucked up. They got us playing toy soldiers, fucking uh, uh, server, fucking host, all this shit, customer service. I was like, damn, this is crazy, but we made good money. But anyways, I got fired for throwing biscuits away. And my boy Wes, who would drive us to work every day, shout out to Wes Moss. He was he was probably one of the very very few people that actually put me onto some shit. He helped me buy it. He bought me my first Apple Mac. Computer. I remember that. Yeah. So he's he's a real one. Um, he was at work and he said they were all lined up against the kitchen wall with their trays. Rifles and, ready. Hold the line. <laughs> Hold. <laughs> and these uh these chicos in the kitchen they would be jamming uh the rock station that I was on. They jamming that shit out. And, you know, it's kind of like a, a little time for you to kind of, like, fuck off yeah. and break and shit. And uh, I fucking know they're listening to it. And Wes is like, yo, you should say something. And I was like, that's a great idea. And I was like, yeah, and fuck that bitch down at fucking Dixie Stampede. I want them goddamn biscuits, bitch. I'm, what, do you think I'm, what do you think I'm hustling biscuits on the street, you dumb bitch? Work your shitty-ass job. I'm on the radio, bitch. And I don't know if I said that many bitches on the air. But you said them. But I, I definitely made my point across. And I seen her like like three months later at an alehouse. And she come up to me. And at that time, head was fucking swole. I yeah. was like killing it. No hat could fit. Like, yeah, no hat could fit me. 
and I'm and and then I thought I was gonna enjoy this petty moment because it was like the sweetest. It's like if you, you got dumped by a girl, she cheated on you, and then you're pulling by in a Lambo, and it's, these two hot bitches are sucking your dick, and she's standing there. <laughs> you just drive by in a puddle of mud, splashing her face, and drops her phone, and then somehow she gets fucking kicked in the head <laughs> by a fucking horse. Two horses getting the dicks jacked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, bitch. And then I, I thought I was going to enjoy it more, but it, it felt so good. And it was just like, oh, man. What happened? Did she say anything to you? Oh, she was like, hey, heard you on the radio. Congrats. I was like, thanks. Send I, her over a biscuit, waiter. <laughs> and, and I could tell. I was like, damn, she still wants to fuck me. <laughs> Did she fire me to fuck me? <laughs> and, then, and then I remember her boyfriend being there. And I saw him like a year later at one of the shows that we had put on. And I saw her like in the crowd and I went out to introduce the band. And I was like, yeah, bitch. Keep fucking, keep working at Dolly Parton's Dick Stampede, bitch. I'm doing big things. I didn't say that, but I was just thinking in my, in my head. And I still want to fuck and I hope she still looks good. I don't know. I think her name is Stephanie. I'll have, have to ask some of my. Why, why did you like? I, why did you want to work at a place like Dolly Parton's Dixie Stampede though? Because I, I didn't have a car it, at the time, and I, I had sold my my motorcycle to this Mexican dude that kept asking every day. And eventually, he caught me right before the rent was due. I was like, "Okay, my friend here," and I sold it to him, dirt ass. Cheap. I like that Chris is from Alabama, and he still thinks your accents are racist. He just shakes his head whenever you make him. He's like, "Roll Tide, too much, too much." He was like, "My friend, my friend, you want to sell bikey?" I was like, oh no 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 man. <laughs> and then one time I was like, hey 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 hey, mira, you trying to you trying to buy this uh, motorcycle? And he was like, man, yes see. He came back, gave me cash, and boom, and it was covered in red shag carpet and rode off down to the. I don't even know where he lived. I don't know if he just like. It just, probably had so much mold in it too from rain. You know what? It was weird. You say that, but it would it would like get rained on all the time. And I'd have to go and to Home Depot mold. every now and then <laughs> yeah. and, and shove some liquid nail and then press it down. But uh, it would get rained on enough, but then it would get sun enough. So it, like, it almost had a neutral smell. Like You could tell it had like some black mold in it coming through your legs. <laughs> and when it was cold at night, I would hug the gas tank, like start shivering and shit. Did you ever get pulled over in it? Oh, yeah. All the time. What was the reaction of the police officer when you got pulled over to shag oh, carpeted uh, bikes? Like, uh, like, like looking at it. They're oh, like looking son. at it. I'm gonna need you to breathalyze right. Hey, I remember one time I thought it was I, I always thought it was cool, you know, it was different and shit. Cause I had never seen someone putting like upholstery in their fairings on a and motorcycle. No one ever did it again. Well, <laughs> until one time I went to Daytona fucking bike week and a couple motherfuckers were looking at me like and I definitely heard fucker. <laughs> and I was like, What? And I like started poking up like what? You went to bike week? What kind of bike was it? A Kawasaki Ninja. It was a Kawasaki Ninja what year, probably. Oh, like 80-something? No, it was like a 94, actually. Covered Sock in- Dick Dave, I had to make payments on it. And I remember his Argentinian dad was like, Hey, Dave, why, why did the music not be the beer? Yeah, he's late on his payment. <laughs> what, is, what is he, Mario? Yeah, he's what? Argentinian. He, he, they had a meat truck and shit. He talked like that. He's I can, me. I can back. He's Sock Dick Dave's dad, Luigi. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did talk like that. So so what what made you cover it in that shit? Like, what color was it before you just... Bright. Like- well, it was like purple... And teal. You covered something purple? Why'd you? It, cover- it was teal and purple, like stickers. Yeah, like graphics on the fairings. And then I was like, mm. and I was like, fuck, man, I'm just, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cover this. I went to Joanne Fabrics. He bought me this big ass piece of re- bright. Re- it looked like the the shag carpet, the, the the rug you see in your bathroom. Yeah, 
you run your fingers through it and shit. And yeah, and I just I just fucking glued it to the bitch. And everyone's like, <gasps> all the girls loved it. The dudes were like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then the girls were you're like, You're autistic oh. as fuck and you yeah. don't even know. Oh, you're like, sure. you're like, I need shag carpeting between my legs when I ride this motorcycle. It's lonely riding on the bikes, man. Cause I only because I was scared to ride it my damn self. I only did yeah. it because I couldn't afford a, a car, car or a car insurance I've, or I, gas. I've told you numerous times, man, I lack confidence riding a motorcycle anywhere other than like a neighborhood. Cause that shit just feels scary, bro. And I know there's listeners who are probably dying laughing, but guys, I'm telling you, like, and and I know that I know that if you're a rider, you're a rider. It's your life, you get it. I, I, I hate fucking being on something like I four on a bike. I'm like, oh yeah, everybody here's gonna kill. Me. I used to always hate uh, fucking uh, the semi trucks and then they move you. The fucking feeling. And in Florida, you know, I'm living downtown Orlando area. I'm I'm zipping and bobbing all through 408 and all yeah. this shit. I four. And it was always construction. I, there's construction. There's never not been construction. I four's been under construction for twenty years since I've lived here. Yeah, and and, and it was, and and always will be. I'm probably sure yeah. of that. But uh, it's like the Winchester Mansion. They're like, if we stop working on I four, the city gets swallowed up by a sinkhole. Yeah, and it, when they would have like they would pave one road and it had like a two inch hike on it. Yeah, bro, you couldn't just like pull into it sideways. I had to like coming at a hard angle at it because it would fucking rip the handlebars yeah. and shit you ever wipe out on the bike oh yeah i had i had a couple lay downs and it was scary it was very scary and uh and it's if you believe in god and stuff it's really good for your prayer life and you because anywhere i go i had this is the stupidest rule but my rule was i wouldn't wear a helmet if i was like driving down highways Right, that's but sensible. if I was getting on the interstate, like yeah. I four or four hundred eight, yeah. going in, 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 if I could, knew, you fit in a helmet? Barely, because I feel like it's more of a danger now. To you. <laughs> like I, he passed out because the helmet cut off oxygen to his brain. Bro, listen, and and it, it fucking uh, I don't know. You have it, to buy it, like a special needs helmet for like fucking sloth from Goonies, <laughs> hey. or or it, you couldn't put it on. It was like Darth Vader's. A thing dropped half of it, and then the other half came forward. It was like the Spaceballs helmet. Yeah, fucking, I just put giant ass head on my, my fucking shit. But uh, it was like you would. You know how you talk about you get tired sometimes. You want to leave. Yeah. Like I would be like, all right, I gotta go here and then leave there. But there was times where I'd be like, I would look for reasons to not get back on the bike and go because. You're lonely. I'm not listening to music. Yeah. Because I'm being Mr. Safety Sparrow, like all alert, yeah. like looking around. You know, because I've been right off the road. I've had people fucking just pop us. There's horrible drivers in, 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 oh, yeah. in Florida. We got too. we got tourists. Yeah. We got old people. People from countries young. that the driving is different. You yeah. Know? We we got we got horrible weather sometimes yeah. and we got fucking construction. So all the time. So you, you could die just hitting a fucking pothole. Yeah. You know, and, and you just never know. When some dumb motherfucker is gonna like, like drive through a yellow light and say "fuck it," I'm gonna stop. Yeah, and then you know, and you and can't stop the same way you can in a car. And you, you don't have nothing. You know, it's it's scary. Like you said in, in the Daytona, people were calling you like like fucking names and shit like that. Did did that happen here when like other bikes came up on you? Like, were you ever stopped well, and a whole crew of riders is next to you and you're in the fucking shag ninja? No, they would look at me and they did flip their visor up and shit. <laughs> And look, look at I me. gotta get a good look at this shit. And this is before like cell phones were taking pictures and shit. And I, I, I do remember like the camaraderie that was cool because it was weird. It was weird. So if you were riding like a street bike and another street bike saw you, you were supposed to do like this. Like you put your arm down, like you're pointing to the ground, like you're basically waving at them, like, what's up? What's yeah. up? I see you. But, but they would not the, wave the, at the, you. The, the, the fucking, uh, 
the fucking Harleys and you know shit like that. Hon, even the Honda Goldwing wouldn't give you the respect. They're like, yeah, whatever. I got my radio on and my Goldwing. Got a couple beers in this bag. My fat old lady behind me. Yeah. And this fucking punk ass kid and his Joanne's carpet sample fucking bike. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and though, then someone right right in a fucking you know a fucking cruiser would do it to you, and you're like, oh, there is faith. We can be one together. <laughs> And then later on, I was like, fuck that. I don't want a street bike ever again. And I, and I had some, like, bullshit, like, 250, bro. Yeah. And I used to lie to people and tell them it was, like, a 650. Because they couldn't see under the shag. Yeah, because the, the, the shag gave the fairings a little extra bulkiness. <laughs> but And that bitch would go 120 miles an hour, okay? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But when I would see, like, I had I had some homies that had, like, Hayabusa's and shit. I'm like, yo, that's way too fucking fast. Yeah. Fuck that. I don't, want, I don't want that. Yeah. And I was like... You know, I'd be praying and shit. It was times I stayed at night at people's houses. I'm like, well, and I had to like. There's some times I go somewhere that take me like 30 minutes to get home. I would take two and a half hours because I would be like stopping. No, I'd see like the clouds and shit, and I'd had to like drive out, drive the rain, have to outsmart it. You yeah. know, and I'm not looking at a phone. I don't got GPS, so you're not like. There was no, I wasn't riding around with fucking pages of MapQuest. Yeah, flipping up on my shag carpet, like looking, like it was. You know, you had to like. No, no, where the fuck you were going? I didn't even have a cell phone. Do you have any pictures of this bike? Yeah, I got pictures. I can pull it up right now. Yeah, well, let's put let's put them up on the feed. I yeah, want, I, I want, can uh, I can show you. I want people to see this bike on the feed because in my mind, I, I still aren't see, I'm not seeing it correctly. I know it's a bathroom mat on a fucking ninja, but it's still just it's not doing it right for me. Here's uh, this is one shot of here. This is uh, <laughs> guitar player. Chris, Chris, look at that. Get that on the camera, Chris. Let me see if I can pull it up here. That's uh, if you're watching, if you remember mybeats.com, you can see. Let Chris get up here and just take a look. This is uh, this was a Chris, um, take that up to the camera. Take that up to the wow. camera. That is Chris said, Wow, <laughs> that is uh, one of uh, the fucking guitar or the guitar player, the drummer from POD, I forget who it was. But uh, we were at a festival, and he's like, hey, can I ride it? And Like, I would, like, let motherfuckers borrow this shit. And I'm like, all right, here you go, fucking. I'm like, if you die, I'm getting your car. I, I told a couple people, like, if you die, I'm riding your car. I'm like, yes, die, up. die, die. Here's a better shot of it. I got a little scallywag on there. <laughs> I had the little fucking cool uh, a, a red flame uh, vinyl uh, graphics on the back. Shit was hard as fuck, son. I can't imagine... Like you not getting shit talked by people like other bikers though, because because I mean, you're probably wearing some Charlotte Rue shit. Oh, I was looking fucking looking like a looking like a fucking pirate from the future. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. Riding a motorcycle covered in shag carpet on your way to play uh, Colonel Cornelius oh, Wilcox the Third. Who we got a full shot of it right there? That's just ridiculous. What it were the is. seams like? Did you see the seams of the? I did good. I wrapped it pretty good. and I tucked it and shit. And and what did your friends say while you were doing this? It it, it made it look younger and newer and like bigger and kind of cooler. I don't believe half of that. <laughs> uh, it did. It, 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 maybe bigger. Maybe bigger. And I it was it was like crazy problems. Like there were times where like I should have I almost died like twenty times on that motherfucker. So many times because it, had, it had mechanical issues. Oh yeah, like the I had fucking sprocket issues. I had I had throttle cable issues. There were times would the I, throttle just give out while you were riding? Oh, there was all kinds of shit, bro. There was times where I would start it and it would fucking like be rimming way too many RPMs. And, yeah, and as soon as I pop in the first, it like pull up and shit. <laughs> and then there was a there was a good like six months that I rode it 
that I couldn't get it to start. So I had to, I would literally Push. leave a job site and I would, you see me running, <laughs> running on it and I jump on it and pop it in the first. And just boom, still. Yeah. yeah I, had to, I had to fucking jump start that motherfucker. Just as a fucking Civil War colonel on a fucking bike made a fucking bath mat. Bro, it was, it was. There's it was, the colonel. And I swear. Watch you, him ghost ride it into a wall. It has no brakes. <laughs> Bro, just driving 30 minutes away in a car, I swear to God, it felt like three hours on a bike. I don't know if it's because you're by yourself and you're in your thoughts and you and I'm not listening to music. There ain't no fucking eye, you know, yeah. fucking ear. I'm not listening to Beats by Dre on my big ass helmet. Yeah, and shit. you'd have to have a Sony disc man and it wouldn't yeah. play. Yeah, it was like it was there were nothing like that. So there were times, man, where like I would be like, oh fuck. I remember one time I went to a party and I was always so fucking anal about drinking driving. And it was because like You've never drunk and drive. Before. Never. That's fucking never. that's good. I have and I and and I, I won't ever. It's been like a decade, and that's not too long enough, but I will never fucking drink and drive again because I have nightmares about when I used to do it when I was younger. Like, I mean, literally, I'll have a nightmare now. I'm driving. I'm like, oh, God, I'm drunk. And it was so irresponsible. Like, I have, I have, yeah, it's, it's so irresponsible to, See, here's to my drink thing. and drive. I am advocately against but I was good drinking and driving. Not not because I don't think I could do it. I know I could fucking do anything drunk. I, I could fucking, you won't even know I'm drunk. I'd be like, dude, 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 dude. Oh, we know you're drunk. <laughs> However, I don't like going to jail. Yeah. I've been arrested six times and I don't like going and I don't want to go back again. And it's not cool. Imagine if you died on that bike. Like the cops would be laughing. They'd be like, hey, we found this. Hey, fuck that. Johnson, come here. Look what, I, what kind of bike is it? Toe Wreckers shoveling yeah. my fucking giant head off the ground. I think it's a Michaels. <laughs> it's a Michaels. Is that bike from Hobby Lobby? <laughs> He's got a Hobby Lobby 600. <laughs> I tell you about the time I was living in this apartment complex between uh, a couple of sausage castles. It was between. It was between uh, what was the longest like in between sausage castles? Where there, there were was times. It? There was times. There were like six months between between sausage castle. Like it was between sausage castle two and three. I stayed. I stayed on this buddy, my buddy's couch in his apartment complex on Avalon, right, right off uh, Cimarron oh, Boulevard. Yeah. Has at one point it had the 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 country's largest pool for an apartment complex. It was like wild. I guess back in the eighties. Yeah, that was like a big deal too. Yeah, yeah. it was like a, like a lot of the flight attendants lived there. It was right by the yeah. airport and shit. Well, I had this Puerto Rican uh, cop, Orlando police uh, officer. He lived above me, and this motherfucker, like we all know, like you know, most cops are cool as fuck, and some are fucking definitely not. Well, this one was a definitely not one, and I could tell he just didn't like my gringo ass, and he definitely. You think he didn't... wanted to violently fuck you like your fucking boss over at Dixie Stampede? No, this he wanted to fucking he. You could tell he he wanted to arrest me on every day on something. He was always complaining. He'd beat on my fucking door like he was like the police. Like <laughs> this motherfucker wasn't even wasn't even in his uniform. wasn't even working. He was beating on my door. Were there, was there reasons? Turn it down. Okay, yeah, were you guys partying hard? Well, one time, like I had to get up early when I had this construction job. I did stonework and laid down tile, fancy ass fucking custom homes, and uh, I fucking had. During the day or early in the morning, I'd get up at like fucking five, six o'clock in the morning. And sometimes I would go start my bike to get it, you know, kind of like idling yeah. and shit. Cause you don't want to just sit there. And it was cold out. So I started and I went back in. I was grabbing my shit, put my book bag on. And uh, all of a sudden I hear it turn off. And this motherfucker cop went out, went to my right in front of my parking spot, turned my bike off. 
and started yelling like, fuck, turn that shit off. I was like, fuck you, motherfucker. And I, I damn near fucking swung on this guy. And I was like, I'm going to fucking get arrested for fucking fighting a cop. It's not even on Confederate the clock right Colonel gets shot six times by Orlando police <laughs> officer outside of his bike made out of koozie balls. <laughs> so yeah, um, I don't know why I told that story, but Mike, at this point, why have you told any story? Because I'll tell you, I'll flow. tell you a story that's worth telling, and that is we are ten fucking days away from drunk people in costumes number twenty three. Yeah. Twenty three years. Twenty three years, in a row. man. Which that might be older than some of y'all that are listening. Some of y'all, this is older my, than my girlfriend. This is my eleventh time going to a drunk people in costumes. Can you believe that, man? It's crazy. Yeah, the first I remember the first drunk people. I'll tell you the first drunk people in costume I went to was at Sausage Castle Seven. Uh, it was two thousand and eleven, so I think it was the one over at the, uh, at, the at the at the Secrets. Yeah, and I got there, and I always remember I brought I brought uh, these girls I worked with, and I was like, yeah. My buddy Mike, I've been doing this radio show with him, blah, blah, blah. And I got there the night it all went to shit. I think that was Saturday night or something yeah. like that. And we pull up, and Mike is blackout drunk almost. And I'm like, hey. I was we, butt-ass naked. Yeah, and we were having problems. Beating on everyone's hotel door. Yeah, we were having problems already getting in. I was supposed to have a pass. I was on a guest list with as many girls as I wanted, and they were acting up. And finally, we get in. Mike's butt-ass naked, and he just walks up to me. He's like, don't even come here. Fuck this shit. Go. And these girls are like, what? And I'm like, this is my music. That's a whole other podcast episode. Uh, we, we we had an arrangement with a... Uh, We've talked about that a lot, man. Yeah, yeah, because that's uh, we talked about that. We talked about when you, when you had to go to jail and how they bailed you out. Yeah, we talked about... The, yeah. That party a lot. That was my first. That was my. That take me two hours to tell that story again. Yeah, I, I tell you what though, I, we've had some good. I mean, when the when the um when the I, and I'm gonna fuck it up. It was like Splutin Splurgen was this fucking Dutch uh, news yeah. agency. It was a I, huge TV show that came on right before American Idol's like season finale over there in the Netherlands, and this guy. Uh, his name is Jan J A N. Well, you told the story just a couple of podcasts ago about Did him. I? Yeah, about uh, about you know him him coming to this party thinking we staged everything, and it was just oh yeah, because yeah. that dude dressed up Adolf Hitler, the gay dude, and the gay Jenny dude dressed up Jenny just sucking his dick while he was drinking a bottle of Jaeger and shit. I remember this is this is my first introduction to how shady Big L A was. Shout out L A, but I'm at this party. This is like my second year hanging out with Mike and the crew. I've met L.A. a bunch of times, but we haven't really kicked it too much. And I'm at this party, and uh, this this dude comes with all the food. There's like tons of food. And I'm like, what's up? I already up? know where this yeah. is going. And he's like, hey, L.A. told me to go to you. You're going you're gonna to settle the bill? And I'm like, what? I don't know. I, no, I don't know any of this. I don't know any of this. And uh, he's like, yeah, L.A. took his food. So Big L.A. ordered, sent somebody out to get food. This is like 2012. There's no Postmates. There's no Uber Eats. He sent the dude to go get food. Habitual and then, line crosser. And then took his food from the dude and sent him to go get it settled out. And I'm like, what the fuck? I find L.A. And I'm like, what the fuck? The guy, you know, the guy's following you now? You know how like somebody who you owe money to just follows you yeah. around? The guy, and I find L.A. and L.A.'s eating his food. He's got like Taco Bell. And I'm like, yo, this guy's telling me. Uh, I I owe him money for the food, and LA was like, "Well, you 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 told me you want a Taco Bell." I was like, "Yeah, I, I, I'll pay for my Taco Bell. I told you what I wanted." He's like, "Oh, I thought you were just gonna take care of it." And I was like, "Why the fuck would you come to me and ask me if I wanted Taco Bell?" And they said, "Well, I'm just I mean, you're gonna have to find all the people." And I was like, "Didn't the people order Taco Bell from you?" And LA's like, "Yeah, man, but I don't know who they are." I love I love L.A. Ain't no bad blood, but that motherfucker, habitual line crosser. He lied one time when we were filming this show, 
He had these class three weapons, which to this day we all I believe one hundred percent. Oh, LA, hey, hold on. do you want to talk about this digitally? Yeah, 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 yeah. I right. do, I do. L.A. probably towed a fucking ATF, car. motherfucker. Yeah, get ATF. out. He was always saying he had this class three gun license, and I believe L.A. towed a car, and there was some goddamn machine guns in it, and that's why he had them. Oh yeah, I remember uh, he got banned from going to the Moser Mansion, St. Augustine, and because uh, he was bragging to Jacob Moser's mom. Who's like this fucking mega, super like southern debutante? Like, hello there, Michael. Hey, Michael. And he's bragging about how he would like repo cars on like Christmas Eve, and then he'd get them back to his yard, and he would steal all the presents out of it. And yeah, shit. these kids like these like single moms like kids like hiding their presents, and she looked at him and she was like, "Okay, good night." And then. uh I remember hearing the next day, he's like, yo, L.A. can never come here again. I was like, what happened? She's like, he just, like, continuously bragged about, and he was laughing and shit. I was like, god damn, this motherfucker. I was like, yo, I get it. You know, he he's always fucking habitually line-crossing something. I love him. We're good. But if you're a hardcore listener and you ever wonder, like, why you don't see him all the time, because, you know, he's doing his own thing. I'm doing my thing. But there was a lot of shit that, like, I was like, bro, what the fuck? Nah. At the time, uh, he was... He put my credit card on his fucking e-pass and was running tolls like crazy. And I was like, what? He was like, what? And I, I give and I do a lot of shit for a lot of people. But sometimes- How about the time we were about to do save Christmas and he's eating all the canned food that we had in the bus? Yeah. We're, we, you know, Chris, we went, we got all this canned food for this family. And we're in the, we're in that, now we're shopping in Walmart. LA didn't want to go in Walmart because they wouldn't let him in without a shirt. And then we get to the bus with all the shit we got from Walmart, and they're like 13 SpaghettiO cans all laying outside the bus. He's just throwing them out. And we're like, what the fuck are you doing? He's covered in SpaghettiOs. So I'm like, well, y'all left me. <laughs> and if you don't know who Big LA is, he is a 500-pound black man, bald head. He's in his, like, 50s. How did he get gastric bypass surgery, and he's still 300 and something pounds? You oh, know? he's way bigger than that. He yeah. But uh, like his stomach's not big enough, but he's still just carrying all the fucking flap. One time, me and this motherfucker, we were in Fort Myers or Sarasota area, and we were in the middle of nowhere. We pulled up to a gas station, and he walks in just his underwear, okay, big black underwear, no shirt, okay. He walks in, and he fucking walks into the fucking. I gotta take this because there's a bunch of my rock stars. Well, let me let me tell you this story with Big LA. I used to have this Cadillac DeVille, and one time he got in the car. I was taking him somewhere. What he up, got brother? in, and when he got in the car, uh, he threw a code. <laughs> it literally threw a code when he got in because he fucked the seat up. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, brother. How y'all doing? How's the road? Who do you got on there if you're going to have everybody listen? Matila, Manny, and my boy Tommy. Okay. If you're going to make it weird, make it weird with a purpose. Hey, I was like, yo, Tommy was like, I want to shoot the grenade launcher. And I said, yo, Mike Boosie's out. Let's Wait, go. So let's here's go. The thing, guys, if you don't know, uh, black people and all rappers can't say Mike's last name correctly. All right, bro. Y'all, y'all have fun in Atlanta. Not too much fun. Hey, Mike, I love you. They I love y'all. I love y'all. I miss y'all. Love you, brother. Love you. They all, they all call him Boosie. They can know him for 15 fucking years. They call him Boosie. Who was that now? It was uh, fucking. Post Malone, uh, Tour in Atlanta, and Manny and Tyler Yahweh and my boy Tommy, they were fucking, I guess, I don't know, they just got off stage or something, and they were talking about something, and 
What do you mean? <laughs> and you then they like, just call me. You sound like you sound like, so like, you, you, sound like you, you, you sound like you're trying to give the police just enough. You're like, there was Tommy and Post Malone were there talking about something. You know, well, my ADD was like, oh, Facetime. I should take this. Oh, podcast. Miguel, keep going. I'm like, oh. Yeah, try, I'm trying to keep it going. You're literally talking right there. Right well, there's been time. I know. I feel bad, but there's just been time. Walk away. Yeah, I know, but you know, maybe, maybe <laughs> the listeners, maybe the listeners like these random yeah, candy they're, calls. They're, they're big on hearing a person they don't know say "What up, Boosie?" <laughs> yeah, oh, they were texting me, "Yo, pick up, motherfucker, pick up." Good thing I picked up because they were, you know, even when friends get drunk and shit, yeah. they're like, "Yo, let's call them." And then the other person's this, not so hyped. This is the problem with drunk people when they call you. They're like, "I was telling the guy that you got a pig." And you're like, okay, they're like, talk to the guy, talk to the guy. And then you're expecting this dude to be like super hyped about this conversation. You're like, hey, man, they wanted me to talk about a pig. And they're like, what? Bro, uh, I, uh, I was like sleeping and my phone was blowing up one night. And it was just a night. I wasn't, it was like a Sunday night or something. I forget what night it was. I wasn't doing nothing. I was just chilling, going to sleep. My phone blowing up. And, it, and, and, and it's, uh, my homie Bootleg Kev, he he's a real big uh, personality, radio uh, jockey, a podcaster. He's got a he's got a very big popular podcast. He's he's got a bunch of people on there all the time, big big hip hop artists and stuff. And he had my homie Ritz on there, and Ritz was on his show. And if you don't know who Ritz are, you need to fucking you just need to go figure it out. R I T T Z. He's fucking amazing, but uh, he. Uh, they were calling me to try to talk about some crazy ass story how we were in this trailer park and all the beauty beauties were breathing fire and the cops showed up and stuff. And I fucking didn't want to answer, but as I picked up, I was like, I can't be laying in bed. I was like, they're calling me for something. I know something's going on. So I had to like run into the office, turn the lights on, and like I started wiping my eyes, like, hey, what up? And I'm like, butt ass naked. I'm just showing my big ass head. And, uh, you know, we all had those times when some of our homies and, you know, all right, I got to take this. This, Who yeah. knows? That was that moment. I apologize. So <laughs> You just, you know, there's, there was times uh, my homie uh, was in Vegas with Shaq and they were FaceTiming me and I didn't, I was dead asleep and I looked and they, they had both FaceTime me. I was like, fuck, if you'd have told 16 year old me that I was going to miss a fucking, a video call. If you'd have told 16 year old about a video call. From a device that lives in your pocket. He wouldn't even get to the shack point. He'd be like, I'm trying to cover the shack thing. Yeah. What do you mean you watch videos from your pocket device? It's the worst too, because like when someone calls you, I feel like that's why a lot of like scallywags won't pick up a FaceTime because they're like, oh, my makeup's not done. They're, all the time they'll tell my you. My room's dirty. Yes, yeah, especially scallywags that, that have like an image because they don't want you to see they're like sleeping on a couch at some dude in Port St. Lucie's. <laughs> yeah. Or a lot of times too. I like I like when when somebody FaceTimes you, and you catch a glimpse of reality because you're like, what is like, Why you got all those white walls and shit? Yeah. He, got, he got a fucking garbage ass microwave on the ground over there. What the fuck is going on? Why is he behind the counter at Subway? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on here, bro? There's so many people, especially in the in our in our realm of work, the entertainment business, that are so like shady and they're living like some crazy lie. They're like, there's people that stunt all the time and but i've never seen their house or like i've never even yeah. seen they like somehow are always in an uber and i don't know if they're just like con artists or so there's a couple people that me and you both have some mutual friends that we don't even know what the fuck they really do yeah or their they're, name but they're always cool with us or whatever but 
one day we're just waiting to fucking hear fucking yeah. you know, America's Most Wanted or some shit for some Ponzi scheme or yeah, something. Right outside of Nogales, New Mexico, Tron Tron's house was hit up. <laughs> oh man, I like Tron. Yeah. He, was, he, he was cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, though, uh, as we were bringing up, too, that Drunk People in Costumes 23 is coming up. Uh, we, me and Mike, we have been costume shopping as we started this. as at the very beginning of what we were talking about this podcast, Fat Guy Dilemmas, not being able to find costumes. This is the first year we've implemented that the crew has to have a theme night, too. So the first night, we of all, and, and, and here's the deal, part of my costume came in today. And it's been in the bag, and I'm too scared to open it up because I don't want to fucking find out it's not going to fit. This is the time to find out it's I not know, fit. I know, but I'm like, I'm staring at it like, fuck you, you better fit. Remember the time, there was a time we got him 100% dressed up in a Jared from Labyrinth outfit, oh. and the minute he had the full costume on, he's like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I was like, it, there's certain costumes that look great, but you know if you're a guy... You can either go with this zany, crazy, dumb shit that completely cock-blocked the shit out of you. You might as well just say, I am not getting pussy tonight. You might as well be the designated driver, okay? Yeah. And that's what I felt like when I dressed up as fucking Jared from the Labyrinth. I was like, the baby, the baby, this <laughs> you baby dick's not fucking. I was like, oh, shit, this does not look good I think you would have fucked. I think you would have fucked as Jared for Labyrinth. You would have fucked all the Hot Topic girls. Because they'd be like, oh, my God, it's Jared from Labyrinth. He's like Guy Fieri. Every girl, every, girl that Chris, every girl Chris was about to fuck with fucking, with Halloween Town tattoos on her would have uh. instantly been like, sorry, Chris, I'm not interested in your obscure 1980s serial killer costume. I want to fuck Jared from Labyrinth. How many people are gonna, uh, do you think will be dressed up as Jeffrey Dahmer? Uh, only, only a few because there's only a few people who could figure out how to pull it off. There there's probably a couple people that will yeah. like actually get in the character. Yeah, we, we cock blocked Chris by telling him he had to be a vampire one night because that's where we're all going. As oh, damn! Night. He's putting it out there like putting that. Put it out oh, on the street, right. man. Yo, but because uh, you know that was the night Chris was going to be like, oh yeah. Hell yeah, that's going to be my fucking Ted Bundy night. <laughs> We're like, what did Chris just put on glasses? <laughs> oh yeah, Chris, be, hey, no half-assing this year. You're 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 a normal size human. You can fit everything. You you can literally just go on spirit.com and click an outfit and you know you can fit every it. Every hour you could change it to something we have here. Yeah, me and Miguel, it's Kool-Aid Man or pumpkin <laughs> yeah. or a beer can. Oh yeah, yeah, you put the Spider-Man outfit on. Oh yeah, burned the shit myself yeah. putting. He definitely hot wasn't. Glue fucking he wasn't web crawling buildings. Spider-Man was on the ground this time. Hey, listen, I just want to warn y'all. I don't want you to get inundated with stimulations with fucking your sensors have a fucking explosions when you get here because we've been doing some shit, man. We've been yeah. building some new shit, painting some new Chris shit. Chris put together so many dope. Thank you, Doug fucking- Roberts. I love you, Doug Roberts. I love you. Yeah, Doug paint. Doug's painting electrons. We got we got members, John and Amy been busting in. He, he, Rowdy Rob Heem. Heem and Spyro. Heem's been coming over after work every day. Spyro's been coming here and, and working day out day out. Mister Rogers been coming here Mr. after Rogers. Pools. Uh, you know, people have been volunteering. There was uh, this weekend. There was a bunch of guys who came over to help you, bro. There's this uh, there's this dude, Alex. He uh, owns a flooring business. He came out here, worked. He owns a company, and he's busting ass all day yeah. working out here. And he says he's gonna come back Saturday. So Chris, you, and you, I just I forgot I didn't even say this. He was he he started drinking towards the end of the night, and uh, he kept like FaceTiming some sexy girl, and uh, she was pulling her titties out and shit, and and then he kept like, hey Courtney, talk to her, and I was like, and it was kind of awkward for me because I was like, 
Cordy already knows I'm down. Don't be, and I ain't trying to like fuck some dude, you know, chick. <laughs> oh, fuck oh some okay, dude's chick. okay. That that was a sound bite. Miguel's gonna be slicing that one together. I don't even have to. The natural pause in there. <laughs> well, I ain't trying to fuck no dude's fucking girlfriend. And lo and behold, like a couple hours ago, I we matched on Bumble. I didn't know who the fuck it was. I was just like swiping, and she's like, "Oh my god, hey, you know what?" And I look, I'm like, "Oh shit, that's his girlfriend." I was like, oh, and I guess she's coming to the party and shit. And they had like some love hate. I guess they broke up and shit. And, you know, I was like, hey, call her over. Y'all can fuck on the secret snap. Oh, we uploaded a new secret snap. So go at it. If, you, if you're not, it's brand fucking new. How, 10 days to Halloween, baby. How long in between a random homeboy? Six months. Six for a random homeboy? Oh, random? Like, cause this dude's kind of like a random homeboy. Yeah, he's cool. I, I can see us having a long, healthy relationship. I like him. You know, he's handsome, he's yeah. cool, he's I'm got his shit together. I'm definitely splicing this all together. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, he, you know, he, he got his shit together, and and uh, he, uh, he's he got ethics. I like him. He's a good dude. So here's I ain't trying to fuck his girlfriend. Unless he tells me he wants me to. Oh, here's, I understand the cuck you know. life. Here's the deal. Uh, <laughs> you'll let you, if he tells you that Courtney can fuck her while you watch, you're in. Here's Hell the deal, yeah. though. If I've, uh, if I've never met the girl, and it's a random dude like that, uh, I don't really know what the time limit is, but I stand by the homeboy six months, and he he couldn't have been in love with her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If he was in love with her, uh, and he's a if he's a real homeboy and he was in love with her, I can't do it until until the point where I'm like, ah, he don't give a fuck about this bitch ever again. Well, other thing too is like, how did it develop? If it develops naturally, then you're good. Like if y'all are just chilling, yeah. whatever. Because there has been times where people that I you know they were my homies. You know, some ex-girlfriend would be hollering and shit, and I'm just like, ah, oh, come on, come on. But then we just happen to be the same place, same time, drunk, and it's late, and, you know, motherfuckers get lonely and shit yeah. out in them streets. Here's my thing, too. I, uh, if you break up with my homie and you hit me up afterwards and you're like, yo, I've always kind of liked you, I'm like, you are not trapping me because I know this shit. We've had, we've had homeboys here who are good homeboys, and immediately after their girlfriend's, and them split. We've both received things from them like, you know, I'd like to hang out with you still. And I'm like, I feel like I got a, a can of coins. I'm like, ah, get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, there's that, no, you're just trying to hurt my homeboy. Yeah, and and, and listen, I know I, I'm telling you this right now. Miguel and me, we ain't, we ain't down for that. We nah, because you're just trying to hurt my homeboy. I'm not going to be a pawn in someone's game to hurt. Well, I'll tell you this, and this is truthful. One of the things that I hate doing the most in my life is hurting somebody. Even even when I don't really know them, I hate thinking that I'm the reason someone was hurt. You there, know, there, there's been times where like we'd be out on tour and we're on the bus, and I know damn good and well this girl's like just getting ready, just do whatever, whether it's me or someone else or whoever, it don't matter. But I like you hear them sometimes like, "Girl, we gotta go." Like Bobby's out in the car, and I'm like, "God damn, your fucking boyfriend is yeah. like." Parked probably twenty feet from this bus, and you're here doing all this grimy ass shit. And I won't, I won't, like I, I'll hook up, I'll hook up with a girl who has a boyfriend. That's happened to me numerous times. I'll never hook up with a girl who has a boyfriend if I've met her boyfriend and shook his hand. And I tell you that before because if I meet your boyfriend and shake Respect. his hand, I, now I'm a bitch for for cheating, playing this role because I'm playing like I'm your friend. Like, I'm literally pretending like I'm your friend. And that's fucking whack. Even, I'm serious, and I, I mean it 100%. Even if I'm just like, she's like, this is my boyfriend, Chris. And I'm like, hey, what's up, man? Nice to meet you. At that point, if, if she hollers at me again, like, I don't really care about him. We could hook up. I'm like, I can't. Because 
I can't be that person running around, shaking motherfuckers' hands, pretending like I'm a nice guy, and going around and fucking your girl. Now, I'm going to be honest. If I don't know you and I've never met you, and she's like, I got a boyfriend, but I don't care, I might, yeah, whatever, because I don't care, you know, but I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going to look a man in the face and make him think, because at that point, too, that dude's being so respectful because he's like, hey, man, I don't mind my girl hanging it's out with you because you're, you're a nice guy. Because like you could go fuck uh, someone else or you can, you can just whatever, go home alone, whatever be the yeah. case. But to like purposely try to like be a home record, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of tacky. It's yeah, not cool. It's not not the vibe, and it's like bad. It's bad vibes you putting out, bad energy, and eventually you're gonna come home and you see your fucking bitch fucking fucking someone else, and and you're gonna fucking know the pain that he felt. You know, it's just yeah. not it's not good energy. I tell you what I've done before though. I was in a relationship that this bitch was psychotic as fuck at the time. She's cool now. We cool. Whatever. She met me up and we fucked in the fucking. <laughs> We're in front of Firestone, like in her car. She had a red uh, Camry. Anyways, that uh, I do been a long time ago. This girl, uh, I'm not. I'm for legal reasons. I won't say her name, but uh, well, just for legal reasons, me and you can't do car fucking anymore unless somebody's got a Maybach. Yeah, if I talk about fucking cars, you know that was ten plus years. Yo, this girl tried to tell me at a party a while ago. She was like, "You want to go in my car and fuck?" I was like, "I want to." <laughs> Does your car have a bed in it? Yeah. What do you, you what got? Do you, clearance room? Yeah. What do you drive? You know, a fucking Astro van, maybe. <laughs> yeah, Astro. We in there if it's a yeah. van. It's a Honda Civic. It ain't happening. Yeah. It, or it's a Buick. It ain't happening. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I've uh, th- this particular girl I was dating multiple times. Well, this is how it started. We were, we were in New this York. This is how it all started. Flashback story gonna take 26 minutes. <laughs> no, nah, this one will be quick because you're gonna like this one. Right, I man. think I've told you about this before, but uh, I don't know if I have or not. And this is 100% true. The relationship started falling apart, and I was like, I felt trapped, and she kept paying my rent. And uh, but Brian, she kept beating Brian, the shit out of me. Brian had a story. No, but like, I didn't, I didn't want to be with her no more. Like, the sex was great and good, and she, she was hot, but she would like, physically attacked me punched me and then she would like she would feel bad like well i'll but you know that fucking that that chinese slot machine that's in the house yeah she beat the shit out of me the day before <laughs> and then she i she found this slot machine that i know she knew i wanted on ebay and she got it for me so that would be forgiven i can her. i can imagine mike didn't have his rent he's putting a mouthpiece on i'm gonna go say some shit in front of her <laughs> oh no listen this bitch is crazy bro even when i broke up with her she would like Hurdled my wall. You were a victim of domestic violence. Oh, hundred percent. But she was. But she was paid. You. So you know what it's like to be sex trafficked. Yeah. You're like she heats me, but also look at this nice Louis belt. You know. Yeah. She's like, oh, I got this. I get this fucking Chinese fucking uh, slot machine. Did you ever walk into an ass whooping so you could get something paid for? No, there were. There, like I'm I didn't, hungry. I didn't have to. Hey, she, bitch, fuck me up. <laughs> she was like a real spoiled uh, rich girl, and she was madly in love with me. And we had a lot of fun. We just had fun. We went and did shit. She was like, she was kind of a groupie, and we and she would go. We would go do really cool things, and she would like weasel her way in somehow. And then next thing you know, I'm like kicking it with the person. Da, da, da. Well, there was a situation where I was like kind of already like checked out, like emotionally yeah. and mentally. I was like, damn, I feel like I had to call one of them 800 numbers and tell them where I'm at. Come get me out of here. Pull you in a van. Yeah. Put you in a halfway house. Move you around the country. Please change, give, change my life. Put me somewhere nice and right. Move you dig? Somebody take me to Olive Garden. God damn, get me out of here. <laughs> Fucking well, we went to New York, and I went, and it was my first time going to New York, so I'm all excited and shit. She was just a fucking shithead bitch. I got it on camera. 
this we pull in through the Jersey Tunnel, and there's a homeless dude like sh- he's like spit shining the window, and I'm like laughing and shit. And I'm like filming. It's like motherfucker, stop fucking filming. We're gonna get killed. She was, and I just, and when she'd get mad, I would think it was funnier. So I'd start laughing, and she'd get more mad. And the more mad she got, the more fucking. The more hilarious, I would like cry laughing sometimes, and then I couldn't. You never know, be laughing so hard you can't you can't like physically do anything. Yeah, you just start shutting down. Like yeah. if you ever want to beat me in basketball, give me laughing. Then I'm like, whoa. <laughs> or if you want to fight me, make me laugh and then punch me. I'm making able to fight myself off. And I never hit her. I'd hold that bitch down. I'm like, bitch, you need to calm down. I wrap her up like, calm down, bitch. And there were times that she get so mad, she'd go back into my room and start taking everything she would buy. Cause she would just like feel guilty and start buying me shit, and it became like a bad. You just got a black eye walking into Target, like, yes, I do want that couch. Hey, this uh, this is dead ass serious. One time, she went into my office. She had came over and started like, and I'm taking all this. As I kept telling her, like, get out of my fucking house, bitch. And then she started she started taking these little like Chotsky like Walmart plastic skulls I had on my desk. I was like, oh, bitch, that's mine. You gave that to me, bitch. She started repoing all her shit. You get mouthy, Mike. You know she got them hands. So this, uh, and she was Italian too. Italian girls, they they spicy. Uh, We're in New York. We we pull up and... uh, I was like, yo, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking go around and see shit. She's Is like, this the trip that you went to the wax museum? Yes. Okay, I remember watching this. Yeah. Well, she was friends with Jim Norton, and Jim Norton showed up to her hotel, and this is like when Jim Norton was like super huge on Obi and Anthony, and yeah. everyone like knew who he was. And I remember his AOL screen name was Yellow Treats or some shit because I'd always see them like talking. And I suspected something, but I didn't, honestly, I was like, fuck this bitch. Please take her. Take her. Please take her. And uh, I remember coming down the lobby, and here's Jim Norton. He pulls up in a Saturn of all cars. And if you have a car in New York, it's, it's kind of abnormal. Yeah, and it's a hassle. Yeah. So he, he's, he's on top of the world. You know, he's on one of the biggest radio stations in, in New York City. You know, him and Opie Anthony, they're killing it. And, this is when I was really, really heavy into comedy, and, and I, I loved his dark, sick, twisted sense of humor. Uh, and I remember his like website was eatabullet.com or some shit. He was like very dark. It was, it was, it was great. And I remember being like, "All right, y'all two have fun." And I knew that my girlfriend was gonna go fuck Jim Norton, and I didn't give a fuck. And I remember just spending the rest of the day like, "Hey, let's go fucking see if we can go to a Knicks game. This would be great." And uh, I think I told that story about that homeless dude yeah. giving me these tickets, and I didn't believe they were real, and uh, they were courtside and shit. Well, anyways, fast forward later on, I I was in another situation. You turned on Conan. There's Norton with a black eye. <laughs> we actually went on Conan O'Brien, me and me and this girl. That's how I got on Saturday Night Live. They used the voiceover I did, me yelling and shit. And technically, I was on Saturday Night Live. My voice was on Saturday Night Live. No big deal, whatever. <laughs> This is when Conan O'Brien, before he like left NBC and shit. Yeah. But uh, it was like the big, like, oh, what's he going to do? She whooped your ass that night, too. Oh, yeah, she did. What's the worst ass whooping she ever gave you? Well, one time. Shine- <laughs> I just love how there's never a pause when you ask him these crazy questions. He's like, okay, one time, because uh, I remember I remember a podcast a while ago. I was like, what's the worst situation you ever got in with the baboon? You were like, one time when I was walking downstairs. Bro, there was, there was a lot of times, but yeah. There were times. Well, was where, it like, worse fighting her or the baboon? You used well, to see, fight? my biggest fear was like all her right, and the baboon I, team up. I do not. I am not going to jail for this crazy bitch. So I had to like be like leave, and then there were times she would trap me, and then like fucking go crazy. I seen her like do some crazy shit, dude. Like some, 
I'm having flashbacks talking she about it. She fuck you up good ever though? No, like, no. Come she, on, hey, 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 hey. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. No, see. It's not your fault. She, there was a couple times she was scratching shit out of me. It was your fault. A couple bruises and shit. But she was she was real skinny, huge ass titties. And it was crazy. They were all I would real. love for you to like like be talking to the police. So what did the assailant look like? Ah, man, them titties. Uh, okay, okay, let's get the sketch artist here. So I know she's got big old titties, and you weren't feeling her face. It aggravated you. Yeah, uh, her fucking titty was so fucking big and fat. Oh, here, look. Here's, <laughs> here's a picture of her right here. Here's her fucking titties. Those, big, are, those are big old fat. Big fucking Those are big, good domestic violence big titties. Old, big old fucking fat domestic violence Did she ever beat titties. you up while she was naked? And she... Um, titties just flailing? <laughs> no, because she was like kind of like wild and ratchet too she would like if i ever like started like fucking around saying some dumbass shit and she would get jealous like if a girl would come around. one time oh my god what a full circle this just Drunk. in abusive girlfriend is also jealous can we go live to the scene to prove this so i want to i want to say it was drunk people in costume six or five and it was getting so big that we couldn't do it at, at the house so i i i told this story where we rented uh like a American Legion yeah. hall, and and it was an epic fucking party, epic party. Everything was going great. I got I got a bunch of dudes. I got a bunch, way more chicks coming. Everyone looking <laughs> bro, sexy. Bro, where are you going with Fuck these Freudian you. slips? No, nah, bro. Where are you going? Like you're like I got a bunch of dudes. No wait, there's girls too. There's girls. No, was I gross. was going to say something. I was like, a bunch of dudes, they were like balling out. That's I had... why we got male strippers thinking they can move in over here now because they listen to your podcast. They're like, he wants to fuck a guy. Listen. Fuck <laughs> you. So I remember. Maybe like, she beat your ass because she just caught you like eyeballing her brother or something. No, nah, listen. This she. You ever have like a girl from your uh, present day meet a girl from your past? Oh, that terrible nightmare. Oh, scary. It, it, yeah. Nowadays, as, as an adult, it's good. Well, I'm like cool, but when we when we were younger, because we were shit, our relationships were shit. The people we fucked around with weren't shit. It sucked. Now as I'm older, I'm like, hey, we're gonna say good stories about each other because we're grown. Yeah. But in my twenties, exactly. I was like, don't, don't say nothing, don't say nothing. Well, this particular night, drunk people in costumes number six. This American Legion, I want to say, it was on Curry Ford and Lake Underhill and Curry Ford area near. Uh, they're near fucking... Uh, There's a Walmart shop. There's a Walmart now over there. A, a fucking market. Yeah. Yeah. So we, it was right off the highway. I don't know why you guys needed to know that. That's just an old man fact. If There's you, a Walmart market there. If you have... If you, that's some shit. That was a Mike Busey uh, <laughs> yeah. saying right there. It was 16-piece CVS is big. If you ever come to the front of the castle and you look at the balcony, there's currently a like a pink and white and black like burst that is carved out of wood that I made and I painted. It says a sauce castle. It looks like... It looks like the Got the Life corn uh, fucking logo. It kind of always reminds me of some like Nickelodeon vibe. Like I don't know why. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going for. Yeah. Well, we had that screwed up like twelve feet up on a telephone pole, and with a strobe light because people were like, "Where is this place?" I was like, "Look for the hearse and the fucking pink sign that says the Sausage Castle," and they got stolen that night. And that's a whole other story. And it came back to me many years later. But anyways, uh, she. Uh, this crazy girlfriend of mine at the time, she just uh, happened to be there when a girl, one of my homies from the past came up and gave me a nice little hug. And this bitch came out of nowhere. And I remember, I, I might have footage of it. She was dressed as Little Beep Poop or what, what's that? Little what, Bo Peep, yeah. Little Bo Peep. Yeah. Little Beep had, Poop sounds she gross. Had, <laughs> she had the little cane, the, the little staff. Yeah. 
and she starts beating the shit out of this bitch. Hits me in the eye. Everyone's looking. I'm like, yo, Webb's fucking Ann, get this bitch out of here. Has security dragging her out. She's kicking. There's beer everywhere, sliding around. Causes whole scene. And she's just standing there like, oh, my God. What the fuck? Did your crazy-ass girlfriend just hit me with a cane? No, I was like, baby. I was like, oh, no, we good. We good. We she's, good. she's drunk. Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, God. There were times where I was like, I used to hide from her, like up on the roof of the house, and I would <laughs> Nothing text her. Nothing changes. I would text her. I'm like, I'm going downtown. I would. I told her one time I was going downtown, and I was hiding. <laughs> this bitch got this other girl to the house. Like, come on, girl, we're going. You're just up on the roof like a gargoyle, just fucking. Bro, because I was like, I it's can't. raining. Because <laughs> if you ever get in a situation where a woman's being violent, it's scary. Because you're like, yo, like, what did the cops show up? I'm big ass dude, and then like, I'm going to the jail. The worst part is when you get used to it, and everybody around you is like, what the fuck's happening? You're like playing snake on your phone. You're like, just, sometimes she punches me, bro. And that's look why, at her titties. <laughs> that's why I was like, go fuck Jim Norton. But there was this one particular time, God rest his soul, the legendary Ryan Dunn. We uh, we're in Jacksonville, and we're all on the tour bus at a show, and at the end of the night, uh. She, I knew she was all like groupied out for him, and I was like, "Go ahead." I looked at, her, I was like, "Bitch, go ahead." And Ryan's like, "Yo, what the fuck's going on, dude? Your fucking girls, yeah, damn, what the fuck?" I was like, "Bro, please, fuck her, please." I was like, "Get her the fuck out of my life. Take her." He's like, "What? Are you serious?" I was like, "Bro," he's like, "No, no, I can't do that. I can't do that." I was like, "Bro," and I remember Don Vito being like, "Yo." It was just fucking. I, this is the same. This is the same day that I saw uh, a chick and her brother sucking Don Vito's nasty toes. Wait, just, wait, a chick on the and, front of a bus, and her brother were sucking Don Vito's toes. Yeah, he, together they, they were like, cause we did this. Uh, there was this bit on the show where we bring up a girl and uh, she would we would take off Vito's uh, shoe. And they would pour beer down it, and then the girl would like suck on a toe. And he had like a, I got pictures of it. He got a giant fucking blister and shit. And it was disgusting. And the crowd loved it. It was, it was disgusting. You know, it was all jackass type of shit. And uh, I remember being like, I don't even give a fuck. I remember being out in the parking lot with my friend uh, Chad, and he was like, yo, like, I was like, bro, this is my way out. I was like, because once this happens, I'm like, no, I'm done, bitch. And I had to act like I was all mad. And I was like, no, you're good, you're good, Ryan, you're good, you're done, you're good, you're good. And then I remember being like, fuck you, bitch, you fucked my friend. And he didn't even fuck her. I think he, like, finger-fucked her or something like that. And then, but I, to me, I was like, whatever. And, and I honestly was just come so checked out, and I needed it. And I knew, even though this bitch was crazy as fuck, she had some type of morality. Like, well, yeah. I did cheat on him right I'm there. Ryan Dunn, and this is crazy finger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and Ryan Dunn, he saved my life. He got me out of that abusive relationship. That's what's up. And then I fucked her a couple times in a garage <laughs> that I lived at. I got horny. I called her. She. Fu- I was living in my buddy's garage. I had all my shit in their garage, and uh, and then and then one at a time on the side of the street uh, in, in the front of by where uh, Firestone was. She just punched downtown. you in the face for good measure before she left. She was like, "Hey, babe, bam!" Oh, you know what? There was one more time, and I was trying to fuck. I. Oh my God, coincidentally, I saw her in New York. I was with Stitches, and we we went to some Asian restaurant, and. She was like, hey, I'm in New York. I'd love to see you. I'm like, oh, cool, you know. And I don't know what the fuck. You is put it, a like, mouthpiece in before she came over? Nah, the sex was so good. She was so crazy. The crazy bitches. Sex is always the best. So good sex. Yeah. But I was just like, I can't do this. And then all it took for her 
So fuck Jim Norton, Ryan Dunn, and I was like, all right, I'm out, and I'm good, and, and I get, you know, you know, every time you you ever get a little lonely, a little horn horned up, oh, and yeah. you call that girl you know you should not be calling. The worst is you you call a girl, you're talking to her, you jack off, and immediately when you come, you're like, I don't want you to come over anymore. Oh yeah, <laughs> immediately, guys. If you ever fuck a less than desirable, and you feel hurting inside, and you're sitting in the shower, and you're crying. Fucking the water sitting in your head and you're rubbing the soap in your face, screaming, "Why?" Just jack your dick off. Jack your dick off. Once you jack your dick off, you're not that lonely anymore. You're like, "What was I thinking?" Yeah. Like I, I really, I really feel like the moment after you come, after jacking your dick off, if you could focus on one question, you'd get the answer for anything you wanted. Because it's that Zen moment of, you're like looking up. Maybe the fans on. Maybe the lights are on. You're like, Miguel, I shit you not. The semen hasn't even left my dick hole, and I'm already like, "Oh, I'm good. I'm gonna shower. I'm I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm fucking. I'm fuck, what? See, I don't fuck nobody. You're, you're fucked because you you always have girls come to you. You can't fuck burgle. Yeah, but fuck burgling, bro. The minute you come and you're like, "Well then, madam, I just realized I have an appointment honestly, with the Waffle House. <laughs> I can't even tell you, honestly. I can't tell you the last time I went to a girl's house and had sex with her. Yeah." Hotels, meet up on the bus. But even hotels, it's your hotel. Yeah. I've never gone to... Have I gone to a girl's hotel room? You've never gone to a girl's hotel room? No, a couple houses. But that was in my early... It was like... These were when I was like under 10 kills. I had like gone to... There was a couple girls' houses that I went to. But I've talked about this. I've been... And I'm not trying to sound like a douche, you know. But... We're in already. Um... <laughs> If you're if you're 86 episodes into this, you've you just know you know you know what to expect, but um you know that's my drug. I like having sex. I like to have good consensual sex, Miguel. Consensual, consensual. there it is. Consensual, anytime, Miguel. Like anytime I hear the word consensual, I feel like it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, you reminded me that about 30 minutes yeah. ago. Thank you. I just um, like good consensual sex. Well, you know, she signed. Uh, the I mean, these these days you got to fucking lay it out there. You, I mean, good thing I'm fucking filming all my fucking sexual escapades. Shit. But uh, I uh, I fucking just I've been very lucky, and and we're talking like I could I could, listen if I was homeless and lived in a car if I lived in a dumpster I would still be fucking hotties because I'm just a fun cool dude. I would have the best dumpster. That shit would have like a cute ass like lanai cardboard roof and shit. I'd have some pallets out there. You'd like, have two raccoon room. roommates. You're like, what are they doing? Here? They split the rent. <laughs> yeah, it brings me fish heads. Yeah, I, I would. I would have like no matter what. I'm a survivor. I'm gonna make the best out of every situation. You know. So, you know. So I'm sorry, guys, if you got no game and it ain't even game because game is almost like manipulative sounding. Good job. You landed that word. Oh, I, I tried, but when I was you, like, when, you, hey, when he says big words, uh, not even My big eyes words, closed just, and Yeah, yeah, multiple syllable words. I'm he like the fucking Pepsi robot. Whenever he says a multiple syllable word, I look at him and I just imagine a figure skater in the air until he finishes it. And I'm like, manipulate. Oh, he landed it. He stuck it. Don't ask me to say it again, but yeah, just be yourself and natural. And like, I mean, there's obviously a lot of keys to like landing some puss. But at the end of the day, you want that, but you don't have to, like, you're not, you can't focus on that. You got to focus on just making sure they're having fun. And then a lot of times, if you're doing and, and everything, the vibe and the, and the energy is good, they'll put the moves on you. It's not like the old days. It's not like Little House on the Prairie. These girls will grab your dick and tell you to, I've had, I've had a lot. 
of consensual sex. (laughs) Yes. Your honor. Thank you, Miguel. I've had probably over 50 times I've had a girl say, shut the fuck up and fuck me already. Because sometimes I would just be like, Hey, you good? You need some water? Hey, or oh, hey, here's a blanket. Like I've I've jumped. Can I get you to sign these forms real quick? Like there's been plenty of times where like I've had like consensual sex. Girls just say like, "Shut the fuck up and fuck me," or they would like text me like, "Uh, like oh, I guess you don't like me." I'm like, "What? What do you mean? I walked you to your car. Like you didn't try to kiss me." And like only when I'm like drunk do I get a little more like loose and like oh hey like I would like. I don't know, maybe because I'm just insecure the way it, like I look naked and shit. So like I'm just like, oh, yeah, you, yeah, you don't really see. want. I'm like, tell. I'm trying to talk them out of it. Like you don't really want to see this dick. It's not. Wait, this is not what you want to see. I the promise. minute I feel like okay, time to get naked. I feel like let's go to work right now because my most terrifying moment for me is us just laying around naked for a while because I'm like, yeah. oh, no, 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 oh, yeah. I don't need you to start looking at this and being like, the fuck is going on here? Yeah, it's... Uh, I, have you ever felt... This may ask you truthfully. Yes. Have you ever felt... Answer's yes. Yeah. Have you ever felt that you were used just as like an oddity like a i'm just gonna fuck him because he's yeah. that weird celebrity dude and then i fucked, and then, I fucked a real famous girl uh yeah. that's in radio here locally yeah and i felt like that was what happened she just i think like i felt like we were like fucking each other because we both knew we were like super popular and cool or whatever you want to call us famous celebrity whatever i don't know what i don't like saying that but uh i, I felt like all right we did that okay and it, it was like we kind of like just one. It felt like we had to do it, like as if we were the last two like zebras on Earth and we had to breathe. <laughs> You're in the San Diego Zoo, just fucking, so that hopefully another radio personality could be born. iHeart is like, we're gonna put Ping Ping and Ling Wong together, and we're yeah. gonna see if we can get a baby DJ Panda. There's there was a couple times where like, sometimes like I don't know, there there is like a. We we could do a whole podcast episode about this, but Mike, you could do a whole podcast episode about anything. A banana, yeah. That's one time, but there is an excitement that I get mentally and and chemically in my brain. There is there is fun to the the idea of like the pursuit, and then you know everything you got to do if you give a fuck. Like if you if you find some guy who's not getting pussy, it's because either a he lives at home with his mom. B, his fucking house is garbage. He's living in some fucking shithole trap house. He don't have even a car to get to her. You've got to like, you got to check off a lot of these shitty boxes to still keep yourself from finding sexual gratification. Mutual. Can I use the word mutual? Is that better than consensual for you? Consensual, mutual, Mutual. whatever the judge needs to hear. and, And fucking, it's like, you have to like just be rude almost to like talk yourself out of it. Or just complete un old because I I'm talking like I'm like this pimp dude whatever but like I really am old fashioned I walk I walk bitches to their car I walk bitches to their I do that's the I'm best old, I walk bitches I'm to old tonight fashioned to the car. I walk bitches to the car I and do. I bring sluts flowers I buy dinners and shit if like, these skanks see a puddle I'll throw my jacket on so the whore can step on hey, it chivalry ain't dead player I'm, chivalry's I'm, not dead you should see the way I treat these skags. <laughs> no, I, hey, every girl here gets treated fucking perfectly well. Those bitches are treated with nothing but respect. Even when and they're dignity. fucking cunts, I'm just like, oh, oh, would you like to 
please uh uh are you going home anytime soon like i'm I'm very nice like i don't like i don't i don't it's very tacky to get into like a pissing match with some girl like i don't want to be yelling and telling like screaming bitch go out my house like there's been a couple times we had to do they took the took it a little too far but you know even even i'll i'll bite my tongue because i know like one of my homies is trying to fuck so i'm just like yo fuck this bitch he's like bro please please just give me some more time. I need more time. I'm like, all right, just, hey, you got to take her home, though, dog. Get her the fuck out of here. This bitch is crazy. And then, you know, but back to getting pussy. Um, it, it, it takes, you got to really fuck up a lot of things along the way. You, you got a physical body. You got one, okay? Let's say you got a fucking mongoloid, hammerhead-looking face. Let's say you got a cleft lip and you've got a lazy eye and shit. <laughs> and you just got, like, it's not looking good on your head. <laughs> Okay, you can fix your body. You could work out. Like I'm only fat because I don't care enough to be fucking skinny. Because if I really wanted to be skinny, I could go get skinny and get fucking fucking diesel. But obviously, honest, if you break it down, you cut to the short of it. The the shit. I'm only fat because I don't care enough. And when I do care enough, I'll stop being fat. And I want to stop being fat, so I should start caring. That's why I've been working my ass off getting ready for drunk people college 23. However, it's a uh, you you could you could do a lot of things. You could dye your hair and get a cut. You know, every guy should be keeping the same haircut he got the most pussy in. Stop experimenting. Don't get too crazy. Try, try a little something. Like, oh, okay. Do I look better with a beard? Do I look better without the beard? Some of y'all, like as I say, beards are like makeup for men. Cause I look like a fucking homo. Hard, hard homo with no beard. I like, ugh, I'm disgusted by it. If I could digitally erase any photo about me a beard, I'm like, now some of them I look a little chiseled until like the mid twenties, and I started getting that little turkey gobbler in my note under my throat, and uh, it, you you just gotta you could work on yourself, you could get a better job, you could fucking go to better places, be more creative, be you know you could you could almost fucking damn near trick them into be like, oh I'm I'll I'll fucking be your nice friend, and then next thing you know you're just there. It's all about the what's the phrase you say. Uh, the proximity of where you are yeah. with the vagina. It's all about proximity. Everything you want is generally about proximity. You know, are you are you around it enough? And that's why, like, that's why I hate I hate the dudes who play the fucking friendship card because the truth is, and this is, I, I, I'm no white knight. You know, I'm piece of shit and all this stuff too. But friendship is super real. You're supposed to be able to rely on people. And, like, there's girls that I know that are my friends that I can rely on because we, we've proven we can rely on each other. And I mean this. I 100% mean this. If I found out the only reason some girl was my friend was because she wanted to fuck me, if she was hot, the I would fuck her. The nerve of her. If she was hot, I would fuck her. But I would also then know, man, this motherfucker don't really got my back. They've just been playing something. And because I'm not a good-looking dude, I don't really have to worry about girls pretending that they want to be my friend just to fuck me. But there's a lot of dudes out there who are pretending to be a friends lot. of girls. Some of y'all listening right them. now, y'all start turning the volume down, looking yeah. around your cool. You're like, what the fuck is he talking he ain't about? talking about me. Fuck this. And I don't I, listen I, to the podcast anyway. I've said it a bunch of times, but it is bullshit, man, because that is deception. It's super fake It's and fake corny. and deception. Like, here's the deal. You can... Uh, I, I, I have this saying, man... Most of the girls know I'm down to fuck, but I'm not trying to. That's exactly what I was gonna say. And, and that's I'm, the thing. I'm very clear and open with like, damn, you look good. Hey, you know, let me know if you, you know, you get lonely out there. I'll, I'll, you could get it consensually. I'm 100 percent down to always let the, the the person know that if they want it, they could get it. But if there's like a hurricane and you're like, yeah, come stay at my house, 
And it's like, you creep, motherfucker. Like, there's a lot of shit you see. Like, and there's a lot of dudes that, that we know that we lose respect for when we see that. Yeah. Because what'll happen is this. They'll be like, nah, that's Robert. My- yeah, yeah. I gave her my good liquor, you fucking bitch. I bought her fucking $50 in drinks. Yeah. And, and, and you'll hear things like, because this is what they'll always say. You're like, yo, what's up with you and that girl? Nah, man, that's just my homie, man. I know I can trust her. And you're like, cool. Because you believe it. You're like, yeah, that's what's up. And then that dude's like, man, check this out. I, I let her borrow my car. And then she needed a place to stay. And I let her stay at my crib. And then she needed to borrow $500. And I lent her that money. And then I asked her to come on a trip with me. And, and we went on a trip. And then, and then I told her how I felt about her. And she said she didn't feel that way. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> like what the fuck like what yeah. and as much as people can be like and i know this hey i know it people are like man that girl should have known that girl shouldn't know whatever all i'm saying is as a dude don't play that i'm your friend so i can fuck you card because you a shitty person for that you're a shitty person be real with somebody hey man be real enough to tell them man i don't think we can just be friends because i got feelings for you you know and i don't want to just because that's 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 fucked up too when somebody tells somebody that i don't think we can be friends because i have feelings for you and the other person gets mad well fuck that person because they're telling you the truth you don't control your feelings you try your best to but you don't control them but if you're telling these girls, no, nah, it don't. And then what happens? All those dudes, they simp so hard, and then they feel used, even though there was never a point yeah. when that girl said, oh, baby, if you do this for me, we could probably be a couple. Yeah, they act disappointed on false fucking premises because they never were in the running from the first, first the rip. Yeah. So they, they act, and then, and then they keep doing, they'll do all this extra ass shit Thinking that they're like, oh, I'm just going to keep investing. I'm going to keep going. Yeah, keep going. And you're not investing. You're and just lying. You're just wasting time but, and money. But and may, may I say this, you're young ladies? You're abusing yourself. Young ladies, if you want to play a person, do whatever. This game is this game. But if you actively know this person wants to fuck you and is trying to fuck you, and that's why they're doing all these nice things for you, you want to play them, play them. That's, hey, that's your game. But do not get mad later on when he flips out and he's like, I don't want to hang out with you anymore. And you're like, this fucking simp. Hey, listen, you knew too. Don't, don't be mad. He shows up to your job with a gun and kills everybody, you bitch. I'm going to go Hope say Hope you yes. liked all those goddamn Olive Garden dinners. You're going to die tonight. You playing with my heart, bitch. I loved you. Baby. All those breadsticks and soups, bitch. Baby, fucking bitch. Maybe you can get mad if that happens. <laughs> like you can, if that happens, you can go ahead and get mad. Hey, moral story is, lady, don't be fucking playing with these men's heart, especially if he ain't got his dick sucked in a hot minute. The longer he ain't got his dick sucked, the more likely he's about to shoot up and kill somebody. You gotta be careful, ladies. Don't be playing. Don't be playing with those games. And and it's it's really easy to like, hey Bob, I need help moving my furniture. No, you can't sniff through my panty drawer, you creep. You know, it's, it's you know, it's very, it, it's not like you got to be a real fucking like uh, oblivious person if you don't realize that you're not in that realm. And granted, some of the most exciting times is when you think you don't have a chance and then it just happens to be that day and, and, Whatever, where do y'all drinking? Or whatever. She just got done watching a Dawson's Creek episode rerun and she getting she's in her fields or some shit. Whatever be the case, sometimes you do break through the other side, but most times you don't. So like if I was a, a mathematical fucking uh, mathematician here putting on the probabilities, I would say your probability is maybe like 10% out of a hundred. That you could you could simp so hard. That eventually, that you're actually you got a chance, I've never seen it work, dude. and I've seen it work a few times, 
and is and it comes on false printing of uh, uh, pretenses. It's because that bitch needed to pay rent, or she needed a car, or there was like a circumstantial thing where she's like, "Well, if I'm gonna suck dick, I guess this is a nice apartment." And and and, and I don't know if y'all know the 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 complexity to the we're talking about heterosexuals here. I can't speak on the gay community, but uh, the male and the female, it's constantly like this uh, power struggle. The man wants to dominate. The woman wants to have a fair say. And not be fucking psycho, fucking controlled, and and all and abused and treated like shit. But then she also wants you to fucking spoil her and do all this nice shit, but not too much nice shit. Because if you buying her, taking her out to eat, fucking Olive Garden every night, and eventually the breadsticks fucking start drying up. Player, you got you gotta you gotta space out your breadsticks and and Alfredo. Alfredo will get you in the door, but it won't keep you in there. Alfredo gotta, gonna get you Lado. Yeah, so you gotta be careful. And, and 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 it is a constant like commerce, com- like trade war. Yeah, like a with, commerce thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's like all right. Well, I will trade you. I'll change your oil for a hand job. Or can you do my laundry? Uh, I'll I'll fucking take let you get some money to go get your nails done. And 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 it is healthy to have relationships where you you know you negotiate. But sometimes. I found myself in relationships like that sometimes where you're always negotiating everything. All right, well, you got to get the kids, but if I if you get the kids, I get fucking Saturday night to go out with the boys. Ooh, I'm going to go out Friday night. Yeah. There's a lot, I feel like there's a lot of relationships out there doing that because I've, I've been in those situations like that before. And, and ladies, if you ever know you're about to get some fuck shit pulled on you, it's when your fucking man's been really, really good. If he's been like a really nice to you for like a week straight, you know he's about to pull some fuck shit. Like he's about to go on a boys' trip, or it's gonna be some favor he's gonna ask. Or hey, um, uh, listen, you know, I was thinking, uh, what do you think about a fucking threesome? You know, like just wait, it's coming, it's coming, ladies. You know, you know what I, no, what's that? No, no, no. What were you saying? Oh, I, I was just talking about, you know, just the constant power struggle because there are women out there and, and and here's the thing a woman and i know this sounds very chauvinistic lord forgive me ladies forgive me all, all 10 of you ladies that are listening to this actually there's some really hot girls listening to this but they're getting free game right here you know that like the moment you become 16 17 18 you you already know that like you're supposed to be presentable and attractive and desired by the male, and if you are desired by the male, then you can get the things that you desire, and you can use it to your advantage. Because I mean, we've talked about this before. It's very rare do you see a hot homeless chick. You almost never see a hot homeless chick, because you could take the most disgusting, undesirable woman, and it could be four in the morning at a fucking Seven Eleven. Somebody is pulling up their shitty ass plumbing job, turd city septic, pulling up in their white van with the fucking ladder on the side. And he's like, ah, fuck. And he's walking there to get his coffee he gets every morning. He looks over and sees your fucking fat, nasty ass. And he's like, well, she'll do. And and then boom, you suck his dick, and then he gets stuck, and then maybe you make the omelet good enough. So he's like, "Fuck, I like the omelets and blowjobs." Next thing you know, boom, you spend the next year fucking twenty years together, and uh, that happens like all the time. Like there are times where a guy, I mean, it's ha- shit, it's happened to me. 
Happened to me several times. I've gotten relationships just based on the fact that the girl like showed up when I hit her up. Like, hey, you want to hang out? And then, then she didn't aggravate me. And then I was like, oh, shit, the sex was cool. Oh, shit. And then I get scared. Like, oh, shit, I'm liking this. Oh, shit, I got to get out of here. Like, oh. And, and then I'm looking for a reason to get out of it. But then every now and then I get sucked into it. And then, you know. Actually, I'm getting my ass kicked and fucking Ryan Dunn and fucking <laughs> Jim Norton Jim have to save you. Come fucking my bitch and shit. And I'm like, I'm out. Well, you know, I know that you were in those consensual relationships. Uh, true. But I think one of the most important things you can learn from like your past and especially those relationships like in the past was most of the time, whenever you're putting up with stuff like that, you're, you're truly not respecting yourself. And I've done that before. Oh, true. You know what I'm saying? I was, I felt degraded yeah. when I was like, damn, I really need to pay this power bill, but I got to get rid of my yeah. bitch. But her fucking rich ass parents keep wiring her money and she, and she likes it. And she, it was a, it was a toxic situation. Now in my age now, there's no, I will not put up with any toxicity, even if even if that means I'm gonna be lonely, and I know I'm gonna be oh, for lonely sure. when I, like I, I I've broken off with girls that I'm like you know two weeks into it I'm like be real Miguel you want to call her right now but what's really gonna happen it's gonna be good for a couple weeks again and then something that matters to you isn't gonna be respected and you know when 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 it's bad it's bad and you know when it's your fault. Then you really need to think about changing because when it's your fault, you're like, man, I'm the one fucking this up. But there, when I've definitely been that guy. Me there, too. There's been girls that like great sex, but I wasn't like a, their face kind of aggravated me or something, <laughs> or I didn't want to. I'm glad in we're getting deep, you know. <laughs> but I get hot and horny and I fuck them, and then they were so damn nice, and and then I, I then I I would morally like pull away because I was like, no, I can't do this. I can't be like. Telling this girl to come over here at four in the morning when I'm wasted every time. And yeah, then, and then asking her, you know, hey, what's up with a foot massage or you know, what's up, what's up, what's up with an omelet, baby? You know, and I've I've done that before. Like, I remember being on the AOL chat rooms talking to girls. There's one rich ass girl in a Range Rover came over. And I, I talked about this. Yeah. Her family owning fucking railroad company yeah. and shit and stuff. The Monopoly man's niece. She, and she shit. fucking fucking made it rain cheeseburgers. Well, and there's 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 just so much to talk about. I tell you, we I, did a very half-assed job talking about the engagements of the the, the specimens, the species interacting and you just got to know that the the caveman, the strongest caveman with the biggest cave uh, and the loudest grunt and the most social <laughs> skills and gathering, you got to look at yourself like a primitive man who can hunt, gather and protect and shelter, you got to offer something because I don't know what it is, but biologically, and, and this is not a blanket statement, but a lot of women, you know, biologically, I feel they they want to do their thing, but there's a come to a point to where they want to get in a relationship and they want to pop some kids out and they want to chill. And, and I they, think everybody wants to do their thing, but they want to do it with somebody they enjoy doing it with. It's like travel. I travel all the time alone, but it's so much more fun to bring somebody, even, even when you're bringing a friend. Like, it's so much better to share things in life. And I really think that's why people get into that. And that's why you should share the dopest experience you can experience on Halloween. True. Drunk People in Costume 23 happening this October 28th, 29th, 30th, next week. Uh, the wildest Halloween party in all of Florida. You've seen it. I mean, guaranteed. Guaranteed. You're not. You're gonna have a life changing. Hey, listen experience. up, bitch. You go into a Halloween party. Got a goddamn hot air balloon and carnival rides. Suck a dick. Yeah. Stop with your bullshit ass excuses. Oh, I don't go to babysitter. Fuck your kids. Yeah. Put on a bowl of water and some newspaper, and fucking lock the doors. Put on fucking Home Alone, bitch, and say, hey, bitch, watch Macaulay Culkin. 
and don't put on fucking my girl that he dies from the bee stings. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, shit in the god for that. Get your ring. shit together. That was another friend. Just that was a good friend. Mike Thomas J was a real friend. He wasn't trying to fuck. Maybe you're not. He was just a homeboy like me. And you can go on Amazon and get a get an actual. Oh, you better get a costume though, because we're not having carnival rides, hot air balloons, fortune tellers, celebrities, free drinks, and a party for everybody. And you coming in here with a fucking bullshit. I'm gonna tell you right now, if you want to meet the shitty Mike Busey, come to my house, not in costume, and I'm not talking no half-ass costume, Chris. All right. Oh, I'm 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 janitor four in the Stranger Things third (laughs) episode. You saw. No, I'm talking a real goddamn costume. I don't want to see no fucking sheet over you. I'm a ghost yeah. or I'm beer Bud Light man with a box on my head. No, fuck you. Real costume. If you come as a ghost, I'm telling everyone you're dressed as a Klansman. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I bring it, okay? Bring that shit. Don't half-ass it. Because I will, I will purposely look at you and probably vomit in your face. I will, I will not let you in my house. I will not even. I will cock block the shit out of you. I don't care how hot you, you are. You have a few days. To RSV, so sign up at MikeBusey.com. Ten days. And RS, right now from what's recording, but not when it plays. Oh, true. And, and you, nine, nine days. Just a few days before before you can, you got to sign up at MikeBusey.com, become a member, and then RSVP. And at this event, man, we got to shut the RSVP off at a certain time, Miguel, man. Miguel, are you trying to tell me right now, Listen, I go to MikeBusey.com or I click the link and wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, Spotify, Apple, fucking Pandora, fucking goddamn iHeartRadio, and I can click and join and pay $33, and I can come to this party? Yes, you can come to the party for I don't understand. Days. What's the catch? Then you, the catch is you got to click and join. Listen, my accountant- Watch your dick. That's the catch, player. My accountant says there's no way we can give away this membership for $33. But wait, if you act now- If you act now, you also get- the Blowjob Veterans Day party, Mike Busey's Christmas party, his birthday party, and New Year's Eve. Yeah, we we rolling into Plus the holidays 22 hard. 22 years of content available online for you to watch. Non-stop, behind-the-scenes news, stories, You want to jack your dick at home watching the wildest party with hot women doing wild shit? And Because Mike's all about it. There'll definitely be some hot dudes, too. His thing, not mine. Oh, here we but, go. Uh, nah, here man. we go. Dude, you like dudes, there's going to be hot dudes here. You like girls, there's going to be hot girls here. You're non-binary? Fuck all of them hey, listen, and they. I, I'm, I, Halloween, I take so much more serious. This is the fucking Super Bowl. We, I, I literally sleep in sometimes two, three hours a day. And going right back at it, my body is like, no, you fat fuck, go back to bed, you piece of shit. And I actually got to the point where I'm stretching out in the shower and my back stopped cracking when I touched the ground. I was like, oh, shit. I got kind of scared. I was like, what? Does that mean I'm starting to get more fucking flaccid? I'm, I'm starting to stretch out and move around. I'm about to turn into a goddamn steel weed eater and bl- backpack blower. I'm fucking just... I got fucking grease on my well, fingers Well, don't all miss day. out. Go click on right burns now to the fingers. link that takes you to the site or go to MikeBusey.com, sign up, become a I got third-degree burns from a hot glue spiderweb gun, motherfuckers. Do you think I'm playing? Come join us at the wildest Halloween party you've ever been to. On behalf of myself and Mike Busey, we can't wait to see you next week. You get one more podcast before you better be at this party. Hey, I'm about to do a media blackout player. It's just like the, uh, the Chicago Bulls came to Orlando Magic. Not enough tickets were sold. Oh, we fucking blacking that shit out. I will not be posting on my regular snap because I will be drunk as fuck. And only I probably available, will forget. Only available on MikeBusey.com and secret our secret snap. snap. So sign up now. Get both of those. And you could watch the party. You could be a part of the party. You could be a part of the event. And you could make new friends with hey, dope-ass people. Go DM Joe Rogan and see if he fucking writes you back, you motherfuckers. Yeah, the no See if he invites you to your goddamn house. house for three fucking days right goddamn hot air balloons, you fucking pieces of shit. I'll see you on Halloween. We I love, love you, guys. you guys. Thank you. Good night. Goodbye. Good morning. Good afternoon. Howard is find you. Drunk people cost 23.
Twenty-two.com. I love you. Consensually.